0: WPA views and latest news on the WWE network until we've watched everything we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's a WNR194, it's the Network Review for December. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. I started so off tune there. Unbelievable, but I'm going to continue. You went even further. I know, I did, literally went. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday Friday happy days my cycle hums ready to race with you these days are ours happy and free oh happy days these days are ours share them with me oh baby goodbye gray sky hello blue there's nothing can hold me when i hold you it feels so right you can't be wrong rocking and rolling all week long I've
1: gone
0: too enough. far again, haven't I? Sorry, gone then. too far again.
2: Excited voice I have.
0: Well. I apologise. But now time for the intro.
2: Every month we review the latest content on the WWE Network, including...
0: Collections.
2: New programmes. 205 Live. All the latest news and the crown jewel of the WNR podcast, NXT Update.
0: Plus, on this episode, we have Mixed Match Challenge! Mixed Match Challenge! <laughs> yeah! Well, we start things off with the latest WWE Network Collections.
2: Yes, so the Network Collections for December 2018 are... Well, the first one is Match of the Year 2018. Uh, it's. It was another incredible year in WWE featuring an unprecedented number of Match of the Year candidates. And this WWE Network Collection showcases the very best. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Braun Strowman and more went to war in a grueling gauntlet match. At WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey showed she is the baddest woman on the planet. Johnny Gargano had incredible battles with Andrade, Cien Almas and Tommaso Ciampa. The first ever NX champion was crowned in an unforgettable ladder match and Becky Lynch proved she is the man in an aggressive and passionate brawl at WWE Evolution experience the very best of 2018 with this exclusive collection.
0: I mean, I can't really believe that another year is gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's gone so quick this year. I know we're doing a Christmas special and that, but still, it's it's kind of weird that...
2: Well, this year, it went January, January, January. Heatwave. It's coming home. <laughs>
0: yeah. And now it's December. Yeah, and that's how quick the year has gone. I can't believe the World Cup was this year as well. Uh, and all covered by us through the WNR podcast. And speaking of that, I mean, this, this collection is great. But don't forget on our New Year's, no, sorry, on our Christmas special, we'll be having the WNR Awards, our fourth annual WNR Awards, if you can believe that. We'll, we'll, we'll crown, of course, Match of the Year and, and a lot more else. We've got, of course, Superstar of the Year, um, Entrance, uh, just so many, Dan, isn't we've there? We've also
2: and... got our candidates for the awards as, as well. You know, I've been delving through the archives and fishing out what I can, old predictions and so on and so forth, so you can. Here, who we thought was going to be one to watch back in 2014 or, you know, and just see how wrong or right we were.
0: Yeah, we've got all that to look forward to. And, of course, like I said, we're going to give you, like, kind of five um, choices for Match of the Year as well, and we'll probably pick one out of that. I mean, this year's been particularly strong, but we'll get more into that. That's in a weekend will be our Christmas special on the Sunday. I'm hoping to get it out, so that'll be the 23rd. Before that, we'll have the WNR... One nine five, which of course be TLC. But anyway, the next collection here is the NWO for Life. The following announcement has been paid by the New World Order. WWE Network's newest collection features one of the most infamous infamous forces in sports entertainment history. Relive the rise and fall of NWO as they set out to dominate and destroy WWE in the Monday Night War. Masterminded by Eric Bischoff and led by Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall and Kevin Ash, the Squared Circle's most controversial group declared war, recruited exclusive members and set the standards for future factions. For the black spray paint to the controversial split that created the Wolfpack to the finger poke of doom, experienced some of the NWA's most notorious moments. Survey says the collection is just too, too sweet.
1: sweet. Or you
2: could listen to a WWE versus WCW, which goes into it in a lot more detail. Little documentary would.
0: I mean, without a doubt. There is a, uh, a couple of good things, though, about that collection. There is, like you said, a couple of good documentaries. One DVD that was uh, released, NWO Revolution, which is, is worthwhile catching up. But they end the collection with the Finger Poker Doom, which will be. Our first episode in the new year, WWE versus WCW wise. So, this is where they classified the NWO as dead, even though it's not truly dead. And I think this is the, the only thing with the NWO gimmick looking back on it is they never had. An end properly? Did they? they never had like kind of Wolfpack versus NWO, where one one faction would get destroyed or leave? You know, it's it's. Kind they of never had like
2: the, the kind of invasion or shall I say survivor series kind of ending for the clash. You know, winner takes all. Winner, winner takes all.
0: And and the crazy thing about WWE, uh, w, sorry, WCW has got that in full brawl with war games. You know, it's two teams that can go against it, maybe even three teams. It's a perfect place for that to happen, and yet they just decided against it. And and what we're finding now, looking back on it, is the corporation versus kind of mankind, Austin, and you know those type of people is much more entertaining at this moment of time. And of course, we'll be that. Our next WWE paper will be Starcade 1998 as well, which is going to be absolutely awesome. Like I so there's a lot of things we're going to concentrate on this episode today, but there was a lot of things happening. And the last collection this month
2: it is WWE Main Event, and uh, now available on the network. Experience the beginnings of WWE Main Event with the first action-packed episodes of the series. Heart-pounding matches with your favourite superstars like The Shield, Sheamus, Natalia, The Miz, Naomi, The Usos and many more superstars. Enjoy 10 unforgettable episodes with the new classic content collection.
0: So they're filling out the main event, basically, and uh, that kind of makes sense because there are a few missing episodes. And another thing that we do as well on our year-end predictions is three things you want from the network, and we'll look back at the three things we wanted last year and see if we've got them. And I know for sure we definitely got heat and thunder. I was really, really happy about that. So it's good that main event's on their watch list. Well,
2: we've got new collections coming in January. We've oh, got sorry. the Rusev collection and we've got the Royal Rumble match.
0: So, new content slash what's on your watch list. Uh, and we'll start off with, well, November 25th, 2018, actually. Which was WWE, uh, WWE Starcade 2018. And I watched this and I made a few notes about it. Uh, 56 minutes long. So, it wasn't the full event as it was. It was a kind of stripped down version of it. No Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. Um, it's Thanksgiving tradition, right? This is what's funny. So, WWE. This is going to be a little bit involved. WWE announced this as a Thanksgiving tradition, which it used to be until Survivor Series 1987 When Vince McMahon decided to start that on Thanksgiving night and basically said to the pay-per-view cable companies as well, you either have Survivor Series and drop Starcade or we won't let you have WrestleMania. And of course, WrestleMania at the time was the biggest pay-per-view. So Starcade then moved from November to December. So from 87 onwards, it was a December event. But now WWE can change history and of course call it a Thanksgiving tradition um we started off with elias wwe sucks with faces i mean they do really Don't know how cool was elias and now all of a sudden he's just kind of like the same stupid baby face that we know on monday night raw you know this is the first time though in 18 years that we've had a Starcade event of course last on Starcade 2000 main event by i um, scott steiner versus booker t for the world title do you believe Didn't
2: we have a Starcade last year
0: we did have a Starcade last year but they actually because it's Televi- first televised arcade huh. in 18 years thank you for g- no because I would have got angry emails about that anyway so the first oh, televised the first televised arcade in 18 years um, I mean the last can play the guitar he called out Ric Flair yeah and Ric Flair was called old by Eric Bischoff and that was 20 years ago that's what we watched last week and yet Flair comes out now um, he he does look old but 36 years ago Flair beat Harley Race in the main event of the very first Starcade. It was called Flair Full of Gold.
2: How many? 36 years ago?
0: 36 years That's ago. my whole lifetime no, ago. 1983,
2: but yeah. Flair has been cleared to take bumps again. We've got that in the
0: news story coming up as well, yeah. Yeah, and also Ric Flair main evented, how many Starcades you think it main evented?
2: I'd say seven.
0: Nine Starcades, Nine. which is, weirdly enough, the same number as Hogan did WrestleMania's. I don't know the connection there, but it just seemed very similar, didn't it? And before anybody mm. again emails in and says, well, WrestleMania 18, he didn't actually main event the pay-per-view, it was Jericho versus Triple H, everybody knows that. We can't. a fuck you, yeah, exactly, yeah. he puts GPD over, Ric Flair does. Um, how long mm. has he got left? How long has Ric Flair got left? By the look of him, I'm not sure, apparently he started drinking again as well, it was one of the other stories as well as taking bumps, but we'll cover that in a little bit. Uh, Rick and GPD go to sing, but are interrupted by... Bobby Nashley. No, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, and Tamina Snooker. Why, you ask? I don't know why. Uh, GPD starts saying Jax, um, starts the song, Jax then tries to sing. For someone who knocked out Becky Lynch a couple of weeks ago, as we're watching this now, um, it made the character look a bit silly. GPD then told her to shut her mouth, and he would shut her mouth, but it's not that kind of time anymore, so he got his friends to do it. Who were Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Dana Brooke, and of course Ember Moon? Not a bad match. Three out of five for me. You saw Moon hitting the Eclipse, Bank statement on Fox, um, and then we see Joe Probo on YouTube. We have got Miss TV. So we had matches, but they decided to put the Elias and Ric Flair segment in, and then they put Miss TV segment in. Um, he came out and he started. Talk about former NWA stars, about Harley Race and Ric Flair and how big, Just cheap pots, basically, you know. Mysterio then came out and Mysterio had a neck brace on because of obviously Randy Orton's attack on SmackDown, where it was recently. Uh, he comes out there mentions names. Stan, what name do you think he mentioned at Starcade? Like, one of these... Eddie Guerrero. How did you? Have you seen that? Yes, he mentioned Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, believe it or not. That started the course a big Eddie champ. Nakamura then came out. Uh, be part of Miz TV, and he said he doesn't care about Ray or any of legends. And Ray gets aggressive, and Miz says to Ray, uh, "You cost us." Nakamura then attacks him from behind. Mysterio, and then the Miz has the power to make a match, so he makes the match for the United States title, which is Nakamura versus Mysterio. Uh, that lasts for about five minutes, and then the Miz gets involved, um, making it two on one. Then Rusev comes running down. I smelt a tag match, and lo and behold, turn into a tag match. It was basic heel versus face. Um. Ray got the six one nine Nakamura and Miz uh, got fucked up with that. Oh, yeah, sorry, Ray, 6 9 both Naka and Miz, and then match could kick, and the faces win for Rusev, again, 3 out of 5. Then a cage match main event, Joe versus AJ Styles, uh, 40 minutes left, so you knew it wasn't going to be a really, really long match. But it was great stuff, and it is so fluid between AJ and E1 with a calf crusher. Joe can't catch a break at the moment um i thought for non-title match have joe go over even though you want faces to win on the house show it would have made more sense considering what's happened but still have the whole thing or nothing really there's no point having uh this just doesn't make sense for the network we have network exclusives where we've got whole pay-per-view events and and we can watch it, and yet now they give us a kind of edited version of this. So either do it all, or don't do it at all. You know, uh, I think that's what I felt about Starcade. There was nothing that happened on the show that I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be worthwhile, me, you know, uh, worthwhile down the road, because it just basically wasn't, you know.
2: Well, on my watch list, I have got the Edge and Christian show. You know, I watched the first three episodes of season two, the first one beginning November 26th, it was, I don't know, it was a bit, it started off the E&C show, but it wasn't Christian, it was Cena, but Christian was just having a nightmare, then he woke up and John Cena was in bed next to him and, you know, that was a bit weird, then they'd done like a, a sort of a spoof at Weekend at Vinny's. And uh, Road Dog saying like coming into Vince McMahon's office. I think Christian's impression of Vince McMahon's quite good to be fair. Yeah,
0: no, I think that was quite funny, you know.
2: Uh, you know that was a bit silly. And then you had the Scout with Joe, and if he couldn't catch a break in Starcade, he's not going to catch a, you know, smashing people's heads in a car door and putting least... Scout cookies on them. But at
0: least that was funny, you know. like Edge and Christian stuff can be a lot hit and miss after being, you know, two years away from the network show to come back. Uh, like I said, it is basically just sketches and stuff like that, isn't it? They froze Vincent Mann last series, so that's why they basically played that with him then. we had an, uh, um, They didn't
2: freeze him, they paused him.
0: They paused him, so of course he had to handset. So it. Freezing would be stupid. Uh, Ico Pro ad that they had, which I quite liked. Anybody who watches early Raw's, you will see Ico Pro advertised there. It oh, was you a, see the massive banner. Yeah, you yeah. always do, and, and that's something I loved about it. Uh, and then Charlie Caruso had the chump challenge as well. Chump didn't stain you? challenge. Chump stain challenge. That's,
2: that's probably the highlight of that I've seen from the Edge and Christian show. I think it was face the facts where like they, they give a wrestler uh, some facts whether they get them right or wrong. And I think Edge won the first two and then Christian got one back. Yeah. Yeah, um, Christian was very
0: funny, the way he was reacting to... to, With
2: his hamstring injury on episode Yeah, Yeah. and then
0: he just walking away, you know, his face, I don't care anyway. And you also had the Bray Wyatt midwife thing as well.
2: Yes, yeah, that was, again, you know, a killer of characters. Yeah, I couldn't
0: believe it was Bray Wyatt when we were watching it. I was like, oh my God, is that actually Bray? No, it's... And then he starts crying. I know, you're just like, okay, right.
2: Episode two was the Mooneys spoof. It was kind of basically uh, the Goonies. That was on December the 3rd. You had Edge, Christian, Sean Mooney, Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Funaki, SmackDown number one announcers, obviously playing the token Asian guy, which, you know, make of that what you will. Uh, there was, was that
0: Carlito on that one? That, that was Carlito, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Uh,
2: Vicky Guerrero was on it, um, Santino Morella, and Nunzio from the yes, FBI. Yes, that's it, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I thought they are quite good, like, cameos in a weird way, you know, not, it, but it's it, people I know, you know what I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, fucking hell, there but you go, that's what they are.
2: I think, you know, it's, if it was slightly longer, it could probably be improved.
0: Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. You know,
2: and then, like, it, it'd be to be continued, I'd like to see it all in one little spoof thing, and then, you know, have a few different clips, I know... You know that's not how things do. Anyway, cutting from this, let's cut to something else.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what they, uh, they, they tried try to fit kind of too much in. You know, yeah. and I feel like maybe Vince McMahon is watching and go, "You gotta, you gotta have stuff about you know farts and stuff." Like There's because it's funny. Damn it, that's that's comedy. You know.
2: Yeah, um, and then they had the fake AJ Styles interview. Mm-hmm. That was again a, a weird segment. Oh, well, you said you enjoyed it, but I wasn't. Well, I don't it's think either. some
0: people will get it, you know. I think some people will just think AJ hey, Styles there, and and why do you need to put that in when the wrestlers are taking a piss at that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it seemed a bit off with what the show is, if you know what I mean? Like if you're going to use the wrestlers as a joke, then what's the point of doing that when AJ probably would have done that anyway, you know, or cried on, on on stuff like this? And then the last episode was uh, well, well,
2: no, you had the uh, the guest, of figure. That was quite. Oh, good. I guess well. How was did you? Shit of that. How did you do on that? I, know,
0: I did quite well actually. But yeah, yeah. That's no
2: one was watching, yeah. yeah no, um, honestly, I didn't. Know. The face painting with gold dust. I thought that was quite well. That was, you know, yeah, But gold dust is, is quite a funny dude, yeah, though. Anyway. That's what I mean. He's he's a funny character, but overall, I thought that episode was quite shit.
0: No, I thought episode two was the best of the three we've seen so far. And series two, episode three, December the tenth. That was the last one. I fucking hated this one.
2: Well, they started off with a table for four. Um, it was kind of like a WCW champions thing. And, yeah, and they were
0: saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy is going to be here on the show. Won it yeah. on his first attempt, yeah.
2: and it turned out it was David Arquette. Did you guess that?
0: I, I, I <laughs> kind of knew it was going to be someone like – I was trying to work out who has been champion. And, like, uh, but uh, – I mean, Arquette there, uh, fair play. You know what I mean? He's getting a lot yeah. of uh, air airtime nowadays.
2: Then you had the uh, HBK – Nils Nascaurus, yeah. the Dutch Luchador. Um, that was. It was a silly story, but again, like if they'd have done it properly, I think it could have been quite a funny story. It, it wasn't funny. But there's, was. no, I mean, if they'd have done it properly, no, it I, I don't. I don't think
0: that works. I don't think that works. You know, you had this
2: stupid all. little thirty-second cameo of EC3 in a week.
0: No, EC3 was the best thing of it. Like, obviously, uh, everything something. else was, was just awful. I mean, why? Why do that? If it's 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 childish human and I just think they could have just done something else with it. But then Blair. like,
2: you know something that you didn't like, I actually thought the Dutch oven was the funniest bit of that sketch.
0: But the the thing is, right? So you're in the writer's room, a joke. Oh what about the Dutch oven as a wrestling move? And then from that one joke you have to make the whole segment about it and that's what wasn't funny. If it was just his meal his the Dutch guy, he's just finished the Dutch oven, bang, one joke, done in a little sketch, maybe, yeah. But not strown over a 20 minute period. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it really. But what, no.
2: but what age group do you think these are kind of catering to?
0: I think it'd be more adult because there's a lot of swearing that they kind of bleep but they out. bleep out, yeah. What's the point? Well, because I think maybe young kids will maybe then watch it, but I don't think they are going to watch be watching the Edge and Christian show. I think it'd be more people at our age who kind of want more references to when they were doing it. You know I mean? We, we yeah. forgot Matt Hardy coming up on episode four. You know, that's coming that's up. That's going to be quite interesting. Exactly, but we want to see know, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. the Dudleys or something like that as well, or, you know, even Kurt Angle, because Kurt Angle with Edge and Christian always work well together as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, but um, you, you know. also
2: had the voice spoof, Elias. That was quite entertaining. You know, you had uh, four wrestlers. Uh, I think Ty Dillinger was there. You had... Um, oh, fucking hell, Rusev playing Will I Am. Yeah.
0: Rusev, Lana, Ty Dillinger, and <laughs> whoever the other one was. It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But again, you know, it, it was it was quite entertaining. For- and then you also had the Champs Challenges, and that, again, was good. It was the beards. Yes, yeah, I like that, done yeah. Quite well in that. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, yeah, That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody could have done well. I it? think
2: the only one I got wrong was... Superstar the one... Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham. I thought that was Saturn.
0: What about Blue Meanie?
2: The Blue Meanie, I didn't get that one. And I got the one before Seamus, because there was a ginger beard that came out, and I thought it was Seamus, not the fucking massive Jimmy Amity yeah. one. But there was a ginger short ginger beard, I thought that's shameless. And then the next one, that was actually shameless with the, the things in it. But yeah. Again, you know again, you know, that is probably the the most entertaining bit yeah. of it.
0: I mean they could have just done a show with that with about Edge ed- challenging Christian and that twenty minutes is probably more entertaining than anything else. Oh love you know? that, yeah. So exactly, so I mean there's ways around it, but it has got a second series and we'll watch the last three episodes and let you know how they're going on. Uh, Moving on to Hidden Gems. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Hidden Gems recently, just added. Uh, From July 9th, 1983, it's the Briscoe Brothers, which, of course, is Jerry and Jack, going up against uh, Jay Jay Youngblood and, of course, Ricky Steamboat. Now, Ricky Steamboat probably became a huge kind of star Was part of this tag team. Uh, And and this tag team itself, uh, both of these tag teams, uh, are really, really great. And it is a great match, really. Uh, going back, it's only twenty minutes long. No commentary as well, which I found really soothing for some reason because it's just a crowd and you can just really get into what it. You're
2: doing your own commentary for it.
0: I wasn't actually. I was just watching. I was. I was seeing them. You know the way they wrestle and stuff, and, and just trying to get into it. And it actually did. It did work. You know, considering like we say, this is thirty six years ago, or thirty five years ago now. Uh it is it's quite an impressive feat. It's a rolled road to Starcade basically back in the day. And we had that and then the main event of the show was um Ric Flair versus Harley Race, which was a salary commentary. And I mean Ric Flair here is just kind of at his bumping best. And Harley Race is just so underrated as well. No one's ever seen Harley Race before. It's really worthwhile to go back and have a look and see these two. This is obviously before the first Starcade event. Um, Ric Flair did lose thanks to uh, getting thrown over the top rope which is proper OG style but uh, it it led to the fact that Ric Flair did beat Harley Race at StarCase so it made
2: sense Uh, another hidden gem Dan Uh, yes friend and that was Dusty Rose joining forces with the Junkyard Dog to take on the duo of Ted DiBiase and Matt Bourne In tag team action in Houston.
0: Yeah, and of course that's February 11th, 1983. And what's weird about that is Junkyard Dog and Dusty Rhodes probably the two biggest kind of faces of that era around the time, Uh, especially in Texas. You know, Bill Watts loved using Junkyard Dog, and we all know about Dusty Rhodes. Ted DiBiase obviously we know, became the Million Dollar Man. And Matt Bourne was the first Doink the Clown. So, match up to go and have a look.
2: Doink and DiBiase against JYD and Dusty.
0: But... I'll tell you, right, again, no commentary. How over these guys were, every move was kind of met with a boom, boom. The crowd was into every single step of it, and uh, I thought that was quite good. We had superstar picks. We've talked about this because we picked out Dynamite Kid for our British special, but we had a, she's had a couple more. Another one was like TLC2, and a couple of other good picks for, for Becky Lynch to just go back and watch that. And another hidden gem as well.
2: You had the stairway to hell and that's barbed wire hanging high above the ring as the Dudley boys face the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer and Spike Dudley in a stairway to hell match.
0: He basically had to climb the ladder and get the barbed wire to, um, use it, inflict it on your opponent, uh, but I really like the Dudleys at this time. Like I said, May 16th, 1998. They are they're so over his heels. Plus, you've got Big Dick Dudley, Sign Guide, and, of course, a Joel, stick it in a hurt and a Gertner, which he, he's, he, his intros is, is one of the best. I mean, I just enjoyed that, let alone everything else. And then marquee matches as well to TLC 2010, Divas of Doom. First ever uh, women's tag team tales match between Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Uh, Natalia Beth Phoenix versus Lay Cool, which um, is weird, seeing as Natalia this year is in a tables match against Ruby Riot at TLC.
2: Eight years later.
0: Eight years later.
2: All right, so let's move on
0: to the mixed match challenge.
2: Well, we've got some bonus points on the line. Way back before season two even started, we both picked teams. I, of course, went for AJ Styles and Charlotte, who. Uh, at the time, I think they were both champs.
0: Yes, they both both champions indeed. And I of course went for Bobby Lashley and Sasha Banks because, I mean, you want some real up and comers to get over here rather than the champions, don't we? So, in
2: in my case, AJ Styles didn't quite make it to the end. AJ Styles was replaced.
0: Oh, we're going to go into detail. Oh. Do not worry about that, Dan. So, what we're we going to do now? <laughs> We won't watch every episode, but full the final TLC, let's see how the teams got on and watch the quarterfinals and semifinals. So let's just catch everybody up on Season 2 of Mixed Match Challenge. The second series premiered on September 18th, 2018 on Facebook Watch. In the second season, teams will compete in a round-robin-style tournament throughout the 14 30-minute two-match episodes. And the finals take place at TLC. So, yeah, let's start off with the teams first.
2: Well, anyway, the Raw teams are the Monster Eclipse, and that's Ember Moon and Braun Strowman slash Kurt Hawkins, who replaced him.
0: Country Dominance, Mickey James and Bobby Lashley, replaced by Mickey James.
2: B and B, which is Bailey and Balor, who was Balor was replaced by Apollo Crews.
0: Maholisha, which is Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal,
2: and Team Paws with a Z, which was Natalia and Kevin Owens, who was then replaced by Bobby Roode.
0: And then Smackdown teams, you've got Team Oscar, Oscar and Miz, which, of course, uh, won the first series.
2: Day One Glow, which was Naomi and Jimmy Uso.
0: Ravishing Rusev Day, Lana and Rusev.
2: Phenomenal slash Extreme Flair, and that was Charlotte and AJ Styles, who was replaced by Jeff Hardy.
0: And then The Fabulous Truth, which was Carmella
2: and (coughs) R-Truth.
0: And like I said, the changes, Bobby Roode replaced Kevin Owens after I suffered an injury.
2: Jeff Hardy replaced AJ Styles after Styles was unable to compete.
0: Kurt Hawkins replaced Braun Strowman in the playoffs after Strowman suffered an elbow injury.
2: And Apollo Crews replaced Finn Balor in the playoffs after Balor suffered an injury. All right, so here
0: we go. So we've got the bracket. So Moon and Strowman. How does this make any sense?
2: Well, Moon and Strowman, it, it was basically raw teams against SmackDown teams. So you had everyone played each other twice, basically like a home and away game. Uh Moon and Strowman won all four of their matches.
0: Yeah, James and last three um yeah, three lost, lost one won three.
2: Uh Bailey and Balor, they won two and lost two.
0: Fox and Mahal won one, lost three.
2: Natalia slash Owen slash Road. One none and lost all four of their matches. And
0: on SmackDown, Flair, Styles and Hardy won all four of their matches.
2: Oscar and Miz won three, lost one.
0: Naomi and Uso uh, one two, lost two.
2: Carmella and R-Truth won one and lost three.
0: And Lana and Rusev lost all
2: four. So can I just say that Fox and Mahal won one, lost three, and they're in the final.
1: We Carmella, don't know yet. Uh, we no, don't know. I'm, I'm just saying between
2: us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Carmella and R-Truth won one and lost three, the, and yeah, they're in the final. Yeah, but, anyway.
0: but then again, you knew when the TLC card announced all these matches who would be in the final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. But that didn't mean shit, Dan. That didn't mean shit, what we've just talked about round Robin, because we still moved on to the playoffs as well. So, we've got the playoffs, and we're going to start with quarterfinal action here. And we have got our two teams are still in it. We've got Finn and Bailey battling Bobby Lashley and Mickey James, which calls my two picks. Sash Banks was injured very early on in the mixed match change, which is a damn shame. So, we're going to see her in action here. And that will be in our main event. But up first.
2: Well, the first match is Mahalisha versus Kurt Hawkins and Ember Moon. Mm,
0: so, this will be an interesting. Who will be the first? team through to the semi-finals
2: well if kurt hawkins is involved it won't be his team
0: we don't know can he upset the oz here tonight after 200 and 0 get the job done
2: lana and so, rusev. The,
0: so the two teams that have been eliminated are lana and rusev and natalia slash owen slash rude
2: oh right so if you didn't win so basically the bottom team of each overall standing so it did mean something it did mean a little something,
0: then yeah so that means that we've got eight teams in the quarterfinals all vying for a place at TLC. And, of course, the winner of that will be number 30 in the women's and men's Royal Rumble match.
2: And not only that, they will get a paid vacation. Mm. So Ember Moon doesn't look too happy about Kurt Hawkins being a partner. I mean, she's gone from the dominant force, Braun Strowman, winning four and o of their matches, to Kurt Hawkins, who's not won a match
0: in over 200 tries. But, I mean, look on the bright side. This might change things around for Court Hawkins to be part of Ember Moon's team. But it obviously wasn't a choice. So, it meant WWE management may be playing games with Ember Moon
2: here. And I, I suppose I'm speaking on behalf of both of us. We found the first one, it was quite entertaining. It was a bit like a live match. Yeah. You know, they'd have a bit of interaction with the crowd. They'd have a laugh with their opponents and... It would be quite comical.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely more comedy-centric than we do see normally. But we we'll see how they can get articles Of course, Jim Hall, former WWE champion. So.
2: Indeed, yes. Has Alicia Fox won a main title?
0: I saw her win the WWE Divas title in London back in, like, 2013. Fucking hell. I know. She's been around WWE for 10 years. It's a very long time. And she's still part of here. Crazy like a fox. And it's her and them moved to start.
2: I think they should bring back Hawkins and Ryder.
0: Well, if they're doing nothing with each, do you know what I mean. What's the point? It would just do well, something. You with know, him.
2: they've got the losing streak, but I don't think that actually makes. No one cares about that. But like, someone disregard him as a joke, and I face the ultimate loser, Hawkins. All
0: right, is an idea then.
2: And then he wins the title. Yeah.
0: All right, is an idea. And it goes undefeated. No, is an idea for you. Right. How about this? So. No, I
2: don't
0: care. No, this is gonna be a good one for you. So, we get to this, Ember Moon starts eclipsing people left and right, they get through to the final, right, she wins it, like, he does nothing to help her whatsoever, so they're both in number 30, and you remember when Santina Morella nearly won the 2011 Royal Rumble, right, by people forgetting about him so Hawkins comes out at number 30 gets wiped out fucking at the entrance way left down to the final two in the ring they both eliminate each other you realise Hawkins actually won the Royal Rumble on the outside even though he never really had anything to do goes to WrestleMania main event against Brock Lesnar and beats Lesnar for the Universal title eh
2: the pop that would get (laughs) not only for Brock Lesnar losing but for Hawkins but you feel they're not going to do anything with Hawkins until they start pronouncing it more, you know they went through a bit of a phase of pronouncing it, and now it's gone quiet. Yeah. I think that you know they might be building up the numbers or whatever, but I think you know once they start talking about it again, that's when you know he's going to get his victory. Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm. Say so I know he's on Raw, but I've not seen him on Raw in, in quite a while. Nah. You know,
2: he's probably wrestling on Superstars yeah. or whatever it is, and
0: live matches. Well, yeah, exactly. Just going out there and just losing all the time, isn't he? As the Singh brothers look on. And it's Mahal and Hawkins in him at the moment. I remember Court Hawkins used to team up with Lance No, was the name Vance Archer or something like that? Lance Archer. Hawkins now dodging Mahal. Nice leapfrog here. But a huge underdog. And he hits a drop kick, an offensive move.
2: Against a former champion. Well, and if he Haw- eliminates well, Mahal from the Rumble, so he can do that.
0: If this was over the top rope, elimination, he would be gone. Hawkins with a baseball slide.
2: Oh, but Jinder Mahal moving out of the way.
0: Oh my God! And the Singh brothers taken out. Super kick either way, but Mahal takes advantage there with a cheap shot.
2: So entering number thirty in the rumble, it's not really much of a big feat, is it?
0: So three people are one of thirty, Dan. Who are they?
1: Uh,
2: we're going from recent two thousand and six. It was Triple H. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 it was Triple H 2008 John Cena with yeah. his surprise return and 2007 with The Undertaker him and Shawn Michaels the yeah. last two
0: yeah who can forget that because they were the first two the next year as well weren't they they was indeed yes yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god Mahal there just stomping away Kane down with a knee Hawk's got his boot up Mahal landed it comes running in now Hawkins frozen the outside Gives him some separation and a chance to make it to Ember Moon to get the tag. Ember Moon gets the hot tag. Now Springboard off second. So Springboard off the second rope. And now Moon super kick to the midsection.
2: Can You've... I guess that Kurt Hawkins gets a blind tag in and then gets pinned?
0: We don't know. Alicia Fox might pull it out here. Ember Moon, Irish whip. Big back elbow. Is
2: she going up top? No. She's looking for the Tornado DDT.
0: No, she's not looking for the second rope suplex, but Fox blocking her. That was impressive then.
2: One, two. Oh, Moon rolls through. Kick to the jaw. Goes for the cover, but Fox managing to kick out. Ah. Hawkins gets a tag. Eclipse time to Fox.
0: Hawkins goes for the pin, but he can't cover Fox. He's not allowed. It's mixed match. Well, Hawkins nearly had a victory then. Moon going after the Singh brothers now. (laughs)
1: Oh, she hit
2: a double eclipse on both the Singh brothers.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Mahal now has got hold of Hawkins. Hits the
2: class.
0: We've got to remember that move. That's what he beat Randy Um, Orton with for the WWE title. And he gets a victory here against Kurt Hawkins.
2: Well, he wouldn't have beaten Bobby Roode for it for the WWE title because Bobby Roode's never gone for the title, has he? No. But is Bobby Roode the champion now? He's a tag. So he's he's a champion
0: though, isn't he? Is Randy Orton the champion now?
2: He's a multiple-time No, he's a
0: champion now. That's the question. No. So, right, there we go then. And Bobby Roode is, yes? Yes. Oh, right, there we go. Shut your fucking mouth then. <laughs> so,
2: Hawkins wins.
0: <laughs> Hawkins wins. Hawkins, Luke, lo- Mahal and Fox go through. Dan, what are your thoughts on that
2: match? I don't know. It, it wasn't as interactive as last year's Mixed Match Challenge. I don't know. It was just like a match that you'd see on Superstars or something like that.
0: No, no, there's a little bit of humour in it with Hawkins trying to pin Fox and get a victory for the very first time. That lets um save Ember Moon a little bit, doesn't it? It makes Mahal look a bit more competitive. And it is what it is, isn't it? Like I said, it's a mixed match tag tip. We've already had, you know, like you said, 15 matches already, uh, including the first season as well. Uh, I don't think it was too bad. We got our first people through to the semi-finals, which, of course, are Mahal and Fox. And now we look forward to my picks going through to the semi-finals now course, I picked Lashley and Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks got injured so I had to settle for Mickey James. But still, I'm happy with con- country dominance. I think they might get the job done but it will be quite a dance. Bailey and Balor. Alright, so here we go. I get a bonus point if my team wins Mixed Match Challenge. All they've got to do is get through Finn Balor and Bailey in the quarter-finals and then get through a semi and then we're there, basically. Who's my pick? You've gone AJ Charlotte. Card subject to change would be the best title for Mixed Match Challenge this year.
2: Indeed, yes. And uh, James and Lashley, they've won three and lost one so far.
0: Yeah, And the only one they lost was against Strowman and Moon, which was quite a competitive match as well. And look at Lashley talking battle and then tagging in Mickey James. Mickey James, former, what, six-time Women's Champion... So she's done more than Bailey and Lashley, of course, former ECW champion. Well, both
2: these women, they got quite a good reception coming to England. You had, uh, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. And you had, hey, hey, Bailey.
0: So both women quite well liked. Mickey James, obviously, the veteran. But Banks and Bailey make, uh, Bailey and Balor make quite a good team. We've seen them connecting quite well. even matching up in colour, unlike Lashley and James. Oh, and Bailey getting distracted, and James going right after. Go on. Go on, James. Leah Rush at ringside, cheering on his man, or his team at the moment.
2: He's the hype boy. Hype boy? Good hype.
0: Lashley. Lashley. Mickey James just dominating at the moment.
2: That's quite tough opponents for your team, James. You know, uh, Bailey, i say she's more over than James, but Bobby Lashley, I think he'd, you know, rightly run through Finn Balor.
0: I think if it was Sasha Banks, I would be more confident than if it was Mickey James, but I still think James, like I said, got a lot to offer. Uh, but I think with Sasha Banks and, and Lashley they could have been two you know, the dark horses of the competition could have gone through and I think, you know, it would have been a good matchup against someone like AJ Styles and Charlotte as well, you know, I think we could have seen that. It's a bit of a shame do take part even though she is of course back from injury now but you know of course baller and bailey are going to be a great team we've seen them do very well last year i mean i could have gone for oscar and um miz again but i thought i change it up a little bit this year you know oh baller's
2: in now oh runs through the almighty lashley
0: now forearms and kicks trying to hurt the big man but he reverses
2: Ducks a close on attempt from Lashley, hits a flying forearm, but Lashley still stays on his feet.
0: Well, that was impressive, and Lashley easily picks up Balor in a gut
2: wrench. Oh, with a backslide from Ballor though, double foot stomp to the chest.
0: And now looking straight at Leo Rush, and Balor's probably more close in size to Leo Rush than he is Bobby Lashley, but that won't stop the ever, first-ever Universal Champion. Irish up to Lashley, big man reverses.
2: Well, Balor didn't win it, the Demon won it.
0: Battle jumps over Lashley catches him now battle in the call Lashley in, battle
2: to the outside. oh but Lashley catches battle's kick and just elbows him in the head.
0: and now <laughs> Lashley can move for a big man,
2: knocks battle to the outside, head first into the announce table.
0: Leah Rush not getting involved, just looking on. Now I tell you that Leah Rush is not a bad manager. He's definitely got something about him. He's, it, the thing I like about managers, it looks like they're telling the wrestler what to do as opposed to the other way around. Like Drake Maverick and the, the AOP, they're doing it. And then he's kind of saying, all right, yeah, I'll join in or whatever it is. The former tag team champions, of course. Uh, whereas with Leo Rush, you can you can see in his eyes, you know, he's kind of, it looks like it's giving Lashley a bit of confidence. I think it is quite a good pairing as well. It'd be good when Lashley, you know, Leo Rush is a guy someone can get their hands on as well, and he can bump around for him. So I think that'd be quite cool down the road. It's just, I think Lashley's a little bit bland, even though he does look so impressive, you know? Like, yeah. if you were to look at him, you go, oh my God, that's, you know, what a, what a body that guy's got. But just, saying, I think, a little bit lacking in personality, you know? But you saw more in um, impact and that. What was different to him there than it was in WWE? Uh,
2: well, he was part of um's greatest team or something like that you know that was kind of like a mma style thing and he he, i don't know he just seemed like a dominant force there you know there was a few of them so you know he didn't need to speak to represent himself in that kind of uh capacity i suppose um but no you know he just did look unstoppable
0: well, it's impressive by Balor at the moment. Can he hit the switchblade or slingblade? Swingblade. Hit the swingblade on the outside. Taking out Lashley. came in to tag Bailey, and Mickey James, showing experience, It's taking Bailey off the apron.
2: Yeah, but then it would have been something silly like Bailey, uh, Bobby Lashley, tagging in Mickey James, and then Bailey would have had to go in anyway.
0: Yeah, they have to face each other. It's not intergender. As Lashley might be looking for the dominator here.
2: Oh, rolls up Lashley. Oh, only getting a two count though. Two. And Lashley, that come running in. Maybe a spear. Oh, but Ballor moves out of the way. Lashley hits the ring post. And now this is Ballor's chance to get the tag to Bailey. Bailey's in.
0: And James is on the apron. Bailey went under her legs. Did they
2: say in comes Mickey James?
0: And then took her off. She hit her head on the apron. Now Irish ripped to James in the corner. Comes running in.
2: Oh, Bailey comes in with a jumping knee.
0: Very impressive. And now she's looking up with one eye on Leo Rush. And that might be the difference
2: here. Oh, James ducking under Bailey's jump. Flapjack, James nicking up, nipping up.
0: Well, that's impressive. Now she's going to go up and put this one away. Put one away for Team James.
2: Seated sent on. Two. two. Oh, Bailey reverses it. One, two. No. Oh. Both women getting a two count.
0: Two. Not like that. Kick to the face. And now. Gonna go for the DDT. Bailey reversed it, but Is Mickey it James Mickey again. DT? Mickey James again, though, catching there with a forearm. Irish Whipple the corner. Bailey over the top. Now. Back a
2: suplex from Bailey.
0: A Bailey to back suplex there. Mickey James struggling to get to feet on the outside. And here comes Bailey. Oh,
2: but Leo Rush tripping Bailey from the outside. Ballor what? slides in. I didn't, him.
0: I didn't see Leo Rush getting involved there. I just oh, saw Bailey tripping. And now Balor's got hold of Rush for no reason in the ring.
2: You say they're matched up. No, they're not.
0: You're right. I think Leo Rush might be a little bit bigger than Balor. And here comes Finn Balor.
2: After throwing Lashley out, he takes out both Lashley and Leo Rush. What? And someone's broken a watch. Why
0: would he want to get Leo Rush involved? I don't understand that. Mickey James now might be a little
2: bit distracted. Henderson, to Buckle. Bailey to Bailey. One, two, James's team's out free.
0: Yeah, my team is out free. Uh, so my team is out of the Mixed Match Challenge. What can I say? I, I If Sasha Banks was there, we would have easily got through, but we didn't, you know? So we'll see what happens uh, as we move on Mixed Match Challenge. I don't think the match was too bad, a little bit better than the Mahal versus Hawkins match, obviously. I think Balor will actually uh competed quite well together but we do move on it's our next quarterfinal final now dan and who is it
2: it is my team charlotte flair and jeff Hardy. <laughs> jeff Hardy, and they're going against the awesome truth which is our truth and Carmella.
0: so it's your pick now down you just in my point gone and you must be <laughs> very excited well and james one of the me
2: in tournaments <laughs> uh, there's something there's something about it um I don't lose. No. I'm like the Chuck Norris of <laughs> tournaments.
0: <laughs> and you I think... just can't be defeated. You think you picked your favourite here, do you?
2: P- Charlotte, Flair.
0: Charlotte Flair. Well, they're 4-0, aren't they?
2: They were the same as you, actually. 3-1. and one. Wow.
0: Who did they lose to? Uh,
2: no, hang on. Oh, Flair, Stars so and Hardy. Yeah, they went 4-0. Wow.
0: So you've gone 4-0 and, and you've got Carmella and R-Truth. You, you must be... Pretty darn cocky right now.
2: James, you know me, I'm, I'm always conceited. I, I don't think I'm going to win everything, but I'm going to win it. <laughs> you
0: are. Well, I'm not going to say you are, but, uh, you know, look at this team. And I have to go against Bailey and Banks. And you have to go against R-Truth and Carmella. I mean, what is up with that? It's December 4th, 2018. Of course, we're on to our next episode, Mixed Match Challenge. As Mixed we, Match Challenge. As we're seeing Carmella and, of course, our truth coming out here. And later on, we've got Day One Glow versus Team Oscar, which will be a, a cracking match. Of course, last year's winners.
2: Well, they was last year's winners when uh, Oscar she was undefeated, then was she? Mm-hmm. So That's you What, know. We were,
1: yeah.
0: what is Carmela and R-Truth's record?
2: Uh, Carmela and r Truth, they are one and three. Ooh. So we've already beaten them once. <laughs> this time should be elementary, dear Watson. Well, do you think Carmela and r Truth matched up, matched up quite well? I think they have been, yeah. You know, they've they've been quite entertaining with their dance break. Yeah, you know that is quite over.
0: I know, and they seem to mesh quite well. It's just weird. I never thought it would actually work. You know, Carmella was beating Charlotte and, and Oscar early on this year. Now, tearing up of our truth, is it a demotion? I don't know. They're getting a bit of airtime as well.
2: Indeed, yes, and you know, who can forget when The Miz used to team with uh, R-Truth, and there was the awesome Truth, and they used to have the little wrappers, they come down to the ring.
0: Yeah, and they faced The Rock and John Cena at the Survivor so the hope is still there for these, so R-Truth's been around for what seems like donkey's years now.
2: Do you think R-Truth and Carmella will have a dance break during their match tonight? 91% <laughs> say yes. 9% say so not going to happen.
0: Well, you talk about the comedy aspect of, of last season's mixed match challenge, and I think that's what R-Truth and Kamala have definitely brought uh, to this season. They have been the most entertaining couple, maybe, I would say. But do you think AJ Styles missing this one out is bad, or do you think Jeff Hardy is a suitable replacement, Dan?
2: Uh, I, I think it's he's he's a good replacement. You know, it's uh, He's obviously going to beat R-Truth or... The queen, Charlotte Flair, is obviously going to pin Carmella. But yeah, I know, but I'm
0: saying it. if, you know, you take out... Oh, right. But they have still got Charlotte there, like you're saying. Jeff Hardy is a suitable replacement.
2: So I'm just actually going to already pencil Jeff Hardy and Charlotte Flair into the semi semifinals. No, actually, no, not that. pencil. I'm going to write it in pen. Well, write it in your own blood.
0: I think that's what you should do. I think you're ready now. We're going to get started with Jeff Truth.
2: So, James, do you think we're going to see a dance break during this match?
0: Oh, without a doubt. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff and Charlotte joined in on the action as well. So R-Truth showing that he can still wrestle.
2: He's still in very good shape. He doesn't age today.
0: I mean, he must be at least 45. He Uh, must be at least 62. Jeff Hardy's
2: dancing opposite R-Truth, saying he's got the moves as well.
0: Well, he wants to delete. And Carmella tags herself in. And she has beaten Charlotte this year. Even though this Charlotte is a little bit different to the one that she did face. There's definitely a little bit more flair about her now.
2: There's a bit more lynch about her as well.
0: (laughs) Carmella gets the leg caught.
2: Charlotte looking for a chop, but Carmella screaming and ducking her head. Oh! And then flair catching her anyway.
0: Uh, I I think, yeah, it probably suits her a little bit better. More nearer natural colour, isn't it? As Carmella, after those chops now, swinging round Charlotte flair.
2: Moonwalking, Carmella.
0: Moonwalking, trash talking, but Charlotte takes her down.
2: Looking for the figure eight. Oh, but Carmella rolling to the outside.
0: Oh, and Jeff Hardy taking out
2: our oh, truth Flair and Hardy going to go flying. Oh, they baseball slide out. Truth and Carmella in. Dance break. You know what time it is? <laughs> There's a dance break here. James, you don't need to dance as well. I James, sit down.
0: I can do the floss. Stop dancing. I'm flossing. Only seven seconds, and Charlotte attacks Carmella from behind. She should have done it while she was dancing. You need at least a minute to recover from a dance break. Come on now. And now Charlotte busting a move for our truth. Carmella with a
2: roll-up. Oh, Oh, only getting a one count,
0: though. One. Like that, and that's aggressive by Charlotte.
2: Innovative move there. Just got Carmella's head trapped between her legs and bouncing her face off the mat.
0: And we see Naomi and Uso, or Jimmy and Naomi, training for later. Well, he wants to tag from Carmella, but it's been all Charlotte at the moment.
2: There's Flair just throwing her around with her legs, nipping up. Come on, Charlotte, finish this now.
0: And she's been in her position maybe to be going up. Charlotte is just taking it easy at the moment.
2: Oh, Carmella's up. Charlotte kicks her back down again, though. Oh, now jumps up head scissors. And takes down Charlotte.
0: And gives Carmella a chance to get to R-Truth.
2: Tag Jeffarley back in. And they both get the tag. And now here comes R-Truth. Running through Hardy. Nice
0: scissors. Oh, nice split and then leg scissors. R-Truth might look like he hurt himself a little bit there. But he's recovered a think. Comes in with a splash. And Jeff's had not a lot of offense in this match, has he? But, oh... Bicycle kick. Goes for the cover. Oh, Charlotte in with a flare. And Carmella comes in. Tries to get Charlotte from behind, but Charlotte's not having it. And Jeff takes down. R-Truth's going up. This could be it. Jeff looking for the swanton. bomb. But
2: Carmella laying on top of R-Truth.
0: And will Jeff do it? Will he come down on Carmella? Oh no, Charlotte pulling Carmella out.
2: Oh, but R-Truth
0: moves out of the way. Mrs. Swanton does Joe. No, no. no! <laughs> Sometimes you losing is better than me winning, Dan. You know that Carmella and r truth have knocked out Charlotte and Hardy. Dan, you're out the mixed match challenge, mate. I thought you were gonna win this one.
2: Tell me your faults. It's probably been the most entertaining style of match that you've seen. You know, more crowd participation in. I don't agree with the result. <sighs> Yeah, it was,
0: I think it was the best match we've watched so far. Of course, the best result, shocking, that Charlotte Jeff, after someone had proclaimed that they were definitely getting through. I mean, you know, you're going to have to throw that page where you wrote down in pen. You know, just get, get rid of that. <laughs> yep, there you go. Throw that away. Uh, you don't need that anymore. It's an embarrassment, down for you. And talking of embarrassments, um, the
2: Miz and Oscar have just Hang on a minute.
0: Let me just wrap this up nicely, our last match, because, as you I had to do it for lashley and james so it's only fair isn't it yeah we look back on it and of course you know you chose wrong uh, as you did uh, but don't, don't worry about that you know we'll look towards the rest of the year and of course talk about bonus pre- predictions we'll be doing the year-end predictions as well on a new year's eve episode uh, and i don't think it was a bad match to continue the quarterfinals we've got two teams through and two teams left now is that right no
2: we've got one team left about uh, two teams left three teams through
0: So we've got three, what three teams? We've got
2: Jindam Hall and Alicia Far Ox. Apollo Crews and Bailey who's replacing the injured Finn Balor who beat your team. Yeah. We've got our truth and Carmella who beat your team. Beat your team. over Jeff Hardy and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And now this is for the final place to face the fabulous Truth. This is Team Oscar versus Down Since Day 1 since Day 1-ish or something. Day 1 Glow.
0: So, Day One Glow here versus Team Oscar. And you've got to imagine that Miz and Oscar are favourite, seeing as to how well they did in the first season. Could they do it again and win Mixed Match Challenge? I mean, Oscar and Miz coming out number 30 kind of makes a little bit more sense, doesn't it, storyline-wise? It does anything else we've really seen. I know we saw a shock last time round, But then again, could maybe the Usos upset things here? I mean, they're two very good teams down here, aren't they, you know?
2: They are yes. Well, you know, you've got the uh, former champion Naomi going against former five-time, four-time tag champ Jimmy Uso,
0: and of course the Miz.
2: Yeah, and the the amazing Oscar. Well, you
0: can listen to Miz's accomplishments if you want. You know, like we say, former WWE champion, intercontinental champion, United
2: States. Yeah, but is he champion now? Tag team. But is he champion now? Right? No, but you know, but who, is is is, you know who is, though, don't you? Yeah, but is the Miz? We're not talking about anyone else. We're talking about, <laughs> talking is about is that Bobby Roode as a champion. Is the Miz champion now, right? <laughs> Is he well, now, though?
0: He is, he is uh, co-winner no, of Shane the W World Cup.
2: The Miz is just being an idiot. Though. No, well, he's not, is he, Dan? He, he, is,
0: he is the co-winner, he's though, he, isn't he? It a was a him though. through. Shane McMahon only wrestled one match. The Miz wrestled the rest of them. So Shane McMahon won the match
2: that counted.
0: Well, I'm just saying. Look, I, look the one thing I don't like, work, there's one thing worse than uh, as, as a bad winner is a bad loser, Dan. But is the Miz And that's what you're doing right now. But the Bobby Miz... Roode is, but Randy Orton isn't, and Dean Ambrose isn't, and any of your other favourites are. Has
2: Bobby Roode got a match? at the Bobby Roode champion, though? Champion? Is Bobby
0: Roode champion, though? Like? That's not what I'm but asking. But is he a champion? The question I ask you, is Bobby Roode champion? I'll, I've asked yeah. the question, yeah. fans. The Miz is a former WWE champion, money in the bank How right many times
2: WWE champion? It doesn't matter. How long did he hold it for? Yeah. Oh, do you know who
0: cashed in against The Miz? <laughs> He cashed in against Randy Orton, you know that. So has The Miz run it since then? Though? We've seen the Mixed Orton Match Challenge, yes, everybody, today. We've seen the Mixed Match Challenge, we've seen The Miz, who beat Randy Orton for a WWE title. We've seen Jim Mahal, who beat <laughs> Randy Orton for a WWE championship. I'm sure Finn Balor down the road is going to beat Randy Orton at some
2: point as well. He's going to beat Drew McIntyre, though, at TLC. No, he will
0: not beat. Well, will. TLC will be our next podcast, and you can rest assured that Drew McIntyre is going over on Balor. That, that's that's not a he prediction. Won't the demon. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. So you've, you're saying quite now that you think it's going to be a demon. Well, you've already, you know, been knocked out of the Mixed Match Challenge today, you know, so... You yes, pay-per-view. how many tournaments
2: have you won, James? You're used to losing tournaments, I'm not. This is something new to me. So that's why you're so
0: pissed off, Lynn. Uh, that's... This is something new to me. <laughs> yeah, alright, so that's what you're doing. But I've got just
2: as far as you, so that's a bit of a consolation problem.
0: <laughs> well, I should say, the match has started as Uso and Miz have been going back and forth in quite a good encounter early going.
2: Yeah, well, Naomi and Oscar started off. Um, both women used the hip check. But, obviously, Naomi's got a bit more uh, padding in her hip check. She's got a bit of Bandy uh, Rose at the moment on Twitter,
0: hasn't she? Yeah, the match got cancelled on SmackDown, didn't it, between the two? Mm. It was meant to be a Bandy Rose versus Naomi match. Never took place, but my part to Miz, who made an impromptu match during Miz TV.
2: So, the Miz thinks he can make matches now. I mean, we saw him make one in Starcade. Mm-hmm. He, well, I think he, he should go to be general manager and just not wrestle anymore. No, actually. I think
0: he can do both. I think he can be the first WWE champion general manager of Raw and SmackDown. I, I really do think The Miz has got it all. The fans love him. The got only chance
2: he's got of holding the title being general manager is if he'd done what fucking Baron Corbin done and hit someone over the head with it.
0: know. Uh, I think he just going to Miz. I think The Miz will be WWE champion again, and I think sooner than you think as well. I I would make that prediction right now.
2: Are you gonna put it on your Oh put on my year empathy?
0: Yeah, you can copy me like you always do, and you get a point as well, eh? What about that? I don't <laughs> really do me, that, James, I'm
2: <laughs> ten points ahead in prediction. I don't count the points. I just take each day as
0: it comes, mate. I don't you know, that look I take that. each point as it comes. I take I've each. No, no what I do. I what take each year as it year. comes. You see, so I've won two years, right? Uh, and Dan, how many, how many years do you want? One, one year you've won. I've yeah? won one year you've so, one far, year so and far. I'm pretty much winning this year. I've but, got this year in the bank. He's got it in the bank. Look, like. Right, like, okay. Everybody listening now, we'll say this before we do the New Year's New Eve special. Much like Jeff Hardy and Charlotte, Dan has predicted that he's in the bank right now. That if there are points on the line for year end predictions, <laughs> he James, is confident. If
2: I don't win this year's predictions, <laughs> I'll give you five points to start next year off. No, don't you. That's can't. on tape.
0: <laughs> right, you've heard it here. As the Miz has taken over on Jimmy Uso, Dan has sold his soul.
2: of <laughs> have taken over on James.
0: To the WNR podcast. What a huge mistake that might be. Jimmy <laughs> so Uso getting up. And the Miz in serious trouble. Go for the right hand. Uso drops it. Backdrop, but Miz beautifully lands on his feet. Just so athletic. And then DDT. I just get impressed. I just love watching Miz matches. He's like Pete Dunne for me. Just Miz so entertaining.
1: Change. It
0: is. It's so entertaining. It really is. The Miz.
2: you're are, The you, awesome one. Are you telling me <laughs> that you're putting the Miz in the same bracket as Pete?
0: You're right. Pete Dunne maybe hasn't got the personality of the Miz. But what I will say is that he's a great worker. You shouldn't discredit Pete Dunne, Dan.
2: Look at the fucking boots that that fucking moron is wearing. Bedazzled fucking boots, James. Look, look at them.
0: I love them. Him and Oscar look like a great team. And the Miz saying no, he wants to beat up on Jimmy Uso. Oh my God! The Miz saying he don't trust you anymore. You lost for us. <laughs> they have an argument.
2: Oscar's arguing in Japanese. Miz is arguing in moron, I think that language is.
0: So it means the Miz can understand Japanese. Can you understand
2: Japanese then? Domo arigato kazamasta.
0: Okay, that was maybe a bad point to make because I know you know Japanese.
2: Fuji, Kamikaze,
0: Yakuzuna.
1: Yakuzuna.
2: Not one announcer.
0: I forgot that you knew Japanese, my, my apologies. And who's so now looking for the tag for Naomi? Miz has got the hair, which is legal, a mixed match challenge.
2: Oh. oh, but he catches the foot of Jimmy Uso straight to the jaw.
0: And Oscar gagging for a tag. And so is Naomi. And here comes the glow.
2: Oscar and Naomi. Naomi taking down Oscar. I mean, Naomi knows what it takes to be champion of things. Oscar won the NXT Women's Champion. Naomi, Women's Champion.
0: What was the record for each team?
2: The records for each team are as follows is uh, Naomi and Uso, two and two. Oscar and Miz, three and one.
0: Oh, so interesting stuff we come here. And, and Naomi and Oscar, very, say very good wrestling. That was cool then.
2: Good bit of chain wrestling between exactly. two.
0: Oscar went for the uh, hip attack. Naomi got the knees up and then floating through it. That was a pop-up knee by Oscar. She runs into a 4 man line by Naomi.
2: Oh, springboard in Seguri. One, two. Oh, but The Miz putting his hands on a woman. And The Miz showing
0: how important how great a team member he is.
2: How much he needs to enter the Royal Rumble at number 30 because he has no chance of winning any Royal Rumbles anyway.
0: Oh, he's just been baseball slid into the barricade by Jay. Oh,
2: by Jimmy. Um, Oscar's taken out Jimmy and Naomi's taken out Oscar. One, two... Oh, no, Oscar managed to get a shoulder up. Turns the pin two, around.
1: Oh,
0: Got out of the cover, but now Oscar lock. And this is a move still. If you get caught in it, you're out. That's happening out. Yeah. Sorry, that reminded me of the old Oscar a little bit then because the old Oscar, if you got caught in the Oscar lock, if you them, I still think the Oscar lock is one of the most dangerous moves in WWE. I just don't think she uses it enough, but she picks up the victory... I don't think it was a bad match at all between the two. Much more competitive, less jokey around than we've seen. The mixed match challenge means a little bit more. Is there a bit the of friction
2: in Team Oscar though?
0: I think without a doubt, Miz blames Oscar for losing, but she won this one, and Miz going to take credit for it. But the Usos done well. Dan, what are
2: your thoughts on that? As you say, it was quite an entertaining match. You know, I like the finish of it as well. As you say, you know, the Oscar lock is looking devastating and i hope they can kind of reboot oscar with that
0: well let's hope so and the semi-finals are complete dance so what is the semi-final lineup
2: the semi-finals are jinder mahal and alicia fox what's their team name mahalicia like indeed Apollo Cruz and bailey
0: oh so Finn balor is out and Finn balor's injured Yep, apollo Cruz is in Finn balor i think suffering a bit of illness Yes, at and instead moment.
2: of B and B, they're A and B, or Apollo Bailey Cruz. Well, they're B A. Ain't going on plane. Ain't going to plane. And the other semi-final match is the fabulous Truth going against Team Oscar. Right. So
0: you've got to think Team Oscar are the favourites if you look at you know four teams here. Well,
2: you've got Bailey as well. <coughs> you've got Bailey as well. I mean, you know, Apollo Cruz. He's majorly underrated he, he
0: is majorly underrated yeah, he is you know uh, he's a great athlete he's just not being used right I'm surprised he's not gone to 205 yet you know what I mean to, to be there maybe he's a little bit too big to go down there at the moment but just a great athlete like I said the Tyson nil and Dana Brook thing this year has really not worked out for him you know shining this one
2: rolls up Jinder Mahal only getting a one count one and test the strength. Backslide. Apollo Cruz wins that easily. Gets another two count. Two. And another roll up by Apollo Crews. And again, another two count. Two. I mean, that's three pin attempts. Three. In the space of two minutes. Two. And one tag from Alicia Fox. One. To Jinder Mahal.
0: And now Fox is in. She wants a bit of Bailey. I think Bailey's been probably the most impressive. Woman in this tournament so far. And Bailey tries to roll up Fox early. Only get one. One. Rolls her up again. This time getting two. Two. Go for another cover but another two.
2: Two. And Bailey not matching uniforms with Crows as she was with Balor before. And
0: Fox rolls out and she's saying, where are you guys if that happens? Fox saying it's all about her and having an argument. And she get counted at the moment.
2: Dropped Ty by Bailey, taking Alicia Fox down. I
0: mean, Fox is a terrible wrestler. Yeah. yeah, like I I don't know how she is still from the old Divas Day, like to still have a job with WWE. Fair play to her; she must be doing something right in the back.
2: She you know must I mean? be sucking yeah, someone. I, right. Well, I'm not. So
0: I, I I cannot confirm or deny that she has or has not touched another member of the WWE the creative team or management, but. Whatever she's doing, you know.
2: I think they'd be good in impact.
0: Yeah, just, <laughs> they're just not kind of workers, you know. Yeah, they look all right, but not kind of people that, you you know, can go in the ring. Like, when's the last time you had a good Jinder Mahal match? But then again, when's the last time we had a good Apollo cruise match? You probably have to go back to NXT to see the last time he really performed well. When was though. the
2: last time he had a good Apollo Crews chance?
0: Well, well didn't they trisac with him a couple of months ago, I think? With the Elias feud. That was it, wasn't it? And then they turned Elias instead. He hit with a guitar.
2: I think Apollo Crews could have some very, very good matches. Yeah. Maybe even go back down into NXT, hone his craft down there. He'd have a lot better matches down there and then come back up again.
0: He's my one to watch, I think, like 2015. So, you know, he's been WWE a bit longer than maybe we think now, just not really done anything. At least today, time he's been on 205 Live and had um, NXT title opportunities with Cruz. You know, brief run against tag team champions.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's definitely better there than he has been in NXT. And
0: Mahal wearing down Apollo Cruz. So, what team will get through to the final? It's been quite subdued so far with so much on the line.
2: I'd put my chips on Bailey and Cruz.
0: I got to think Cruz and Bailey as well. Just because the faces have been worn down a little bit now by Mahal. Plus, I'd rather have Bailey coming at number 30. I mean, with Cruz, yeah, someone could attack him, do you know what I mean? And he could have someone else do 30, but with Bailey, it would be all right. Jinder Mahal is not a serious threat anymore. Yeah, or will get to for help. You know, go against someone like the Mighty on NXT or something like that. I think that would be a good matchup.
2: And now Bailey getting ahead of steam against Fox. Charging him with a back elbow. I think if anyone, Bailey's going to beat Fox. I think without a doubt, Banks looks
0: so... uh, Fuck me. Bailey's looks so dangerous in the Mixed Match Challenge.
2: Running knee in the corner. Bailey to belly suit. No. Fox rolls to the outside. Bounces Bailey's head off the top turnbuckle. Oh, but Bailey catches Fox on the way into the ring. Like A mid-rope stunner. And now going Bailey to Bailey. Bailey hits it. One, two...
0: Oh, come on. The Bollywood boys, the Singh brothers, got involved. Referee should disqualify him now,
2: surely. DQ, don't call me Shirley. They should be DQ'd. Oh, Cruz taking them both out. So they got double Eclipse last time, double Clothesline this time, and a double Moosal.
0: Well, nice by Cruz there. And now throws in Samir. Well, Bailey to Bailey on both Singh brothers. Oh, but didn't see the kick from Jinder Mahal. The
2: Maharaja kick. Bailey flying, taking out uh, Jinder Mahal.
0: Beautiful suicide dive. Throws Fox back. But a boot to the face by Fox. Goes for the cover.
2: Oh my God. What? Oh my God. A boot to the face put Bailey down.
0: Well, Bailey has been b- b- beaten by Fox.
2: By a boot to the face. By
0: Fox and Hall, I honestly can't believe it. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match?
2: What the fuck? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a bad match, was it? I mean, it it did lull in a few places with just the kind of the sort of sleepers of Jinder Mahal and Jinder Mahal likes don't really have any good matches. I mean, Cruz just shows what he is all about there, kind of double moon salt. Bailey, Sue looks strong. Bailey to Bailey, and the the Singh brothers, and and also kind of just the kind of way she has been in the tournament. It was a massive surprise with Fox getting the victory, but I suppose it makes sense because you know Fox and Mahoney need something to do, and you know maybe Balor, Cruz
2: and Bailey need something to do. They're not doing anything at TLC. Yeah, but
0: Bailey, but but if, Crew, if if Balor is fit, then Balor would have to be in the match as well, and he's scheduled to lose to Drew McIntyre, isn't he? So what what they're gonna do? When that comes to that, it's going to be done. You know, so I suppose, you know, it's a bit of a shock, but we've seen a few shocks. Let's not forget your team got knocked out last week, and that is who we're going to see next to Fabulous Truth going up against Team Oscar for a chance in the final. And I don't think there's going to be a dance break in this one. Miz and Oscar will not sit idly by. Oscar's saying she's got it. Can she uh, make Carmella pay for the loss sustained at her hands? Not once, but twice. That's what's going to happen. Oscar's going to go beat coming, and Ellsworth's going to show up again.
2: Well, I have noticed there are a few young girls in the audience, so Ellsworth might turn up.
0: You never know. Ebzo might be hiding in the audience as well, right ready to hijack at any moment's notice.
2: Indeed, yes. And,
0: uh... Oh, no, r trying to roll up the miz. Oh. Come on, not like that. r has got a hold of miz, but not for long. He's lulling them into a full sense of security. Here he comes now, Leapfrog. Beautiful. Goes for the right hand, but Truth holds on to the top rope. Now he's... Oh,
2: just mocking The Miz by dancing.
0: Getting jiggy with it. Won't put The Miz off, though. Like I said, former tag team partners are Truth and The Miz. Miz TV's of Truth TV. Truth TV's better. No, come off it. Don't be that person. Don't be that person.
2: Oh, Miz TV's better because Truth just dabbed.
0: Oh, my God. He did the splits there as well. And he's going to score on The Miz at the moment. Close on at the top and he might have to tag in Oscar. Oh, wait a minute, here comes
2: Carmela. Well, it's time. Dance break.
0: Oh my goodness, what a mockery this is.
2: Are they going to try and get <laughs> Oscar into dance break?
0: No. No, Oscar doesn't dance break. She just breaks people's arms. And now she's dancing and Miz cannot believe it. Come on now. Get your head in the game and Miz thrown in.
2: Oh, well, R-Truth putting Miz back into the game.
1: <laughs>
0: and R-Truth with a punch in the corner, but Miz sustained that and managed to hit a boot and he's taken over this match now and he's not happy with Oscar. She's got to be more serious if she wants to win titles and championships and accomplishments here. So Miz now got to sleep for an R-Truth and R-Truth desperate. To get to his corner. Of course, this is a huge opportunity for either team being the final at TLC. Even though Oscar's got a huge match at TLC.
2: Oscar's going to have to have two matches at TLC if she wins this one. Well, the old, the
0: one. Sorry, the old Oscar could do it, though, I was going to say.
2: oh, The old Oscar could have every single match at TLC and win them all. <laughs> this Oscar should probably get pinned by Carmella. That's
0: what I'm worried about. And the Miz boot to the face and our truth kicking out at two. Two. Miz just wearing her down now, jacking with Mike Ryota.
2: Senior official Mike Keurter James.
0: So he's senior now. I mean, he has been doing it for my whole life. <laughs> he's uh, at been least with a My whole
2: life. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and Mike calling his spots there, and r truth catching a punch. Miz missing there. r back, suplex Miz, lands on his feet.
2: Plants, truth of DDT. That's it, too. T- oh, Carmella with the break up
0: Oh, and the Miz cannot believe it. And now, <laughs> look at the Miz. That is. Beautiful there, the moonwalk by him.
2: Well, Carmella didn't like that. She's vomiting.
0: Yeah, but she used to a big cast, so there we go.
2: Yes, and he is big.
0: And the Miz is with Maurice, so they have it with the partners. So Carmella really shouldn't say anything. And now look at this. Made famous, of course, by the Miz. Daniel Bryan. By the Miz. Daniel Bryan. This see, it kicks. No one does it better.
2: It's the fickle kicks by Daniel Bryan.
0: Getting in Carmella's face. And kicking R-Truth's head off.
2: Oh, R-Truth ducks it. Rolls up the Miz. Two. Oh. oh, only getting a two count. Two.
0: And a beautiful clothesline there by the Miz. Stopping R-Truth.
2: Running drop kick to Truth in the corner. Doing a Daniel Bryan drop kicks now. Just not as gracefully.
0: Oh, come off it. The Miz is brilliantly doing that. Huge impact there on R-Truth. Nearly breaking the man. And now comes rolling in.
2: Oh, and R-Truth takes the Miz's head off of a big clothesline.
0: Oh, Carmella wants in, but yeah, she has to meet Oscar.
2: Well, Oscar doesn't really need to win the Royal Rumble. Look what he done for her last yeah. earlier this year. <laughs> be
0: better off not winning it. Here comes Oscar and um, Carmella.
2: Oh, Carmella getting a
0: better of Oscar, taking her down twice. Sends her into the boot. Now in the corner, but Oscar moves out of the way.
2: Oh, Carmella getting trapped on the bottom turnbuckle. Oscar just lifting Carmella up.
0: <laughs> Oscar puts her down, but not for long. And a pop-up knee. Lily knocks Carmella out. Here
2: comes Oscar. Running kick. That's it, it's over. One, One two. two, oh! two. Oh. Mella managing to kick out. Oh.
0: Just a last second. Beautiful knee to the face of Carmella.
2: Jawbreaker. Miz gets the tag in. Straight to Artruth, who catches the Miz and delivers a big right hand. Bim Artruth, two. Oh. But Oscar coming to save it.
0: Well, thank goodness for that. Carmella sending Oscar into the top turnbuckle. And Carmella's tuning up the band.
2: She got Miz in her sights, though. Well, that
0: was definitely would be a Miz steak.
2: And the Miz just pulled Oscar into the sweet Carmella music.
0: And now Miz rolling up our truth. One, two, three. Oh!
2: Truth kicks out. Uh-oh. It's a super kick from Carmella. Truth with a scissor kick. One, two. Three. Oh, how close was that then? Very close. And the Miz, brutal, using the women as a shield. He should be a man. Oh, Miz, low are is our truth. And I was with the Miz, the man who threw her in front of a kick.
0: And they both disagree each other. And Miz just saying, come on,
2: let's just get through this match. The Miz saying it wasn't him. Oscar's gonna kill you. And Miz apologising.
0: Come on, Oscar. No, miss saying
2: then. it wasn't him. Oscar saying she saw it. He's saying he's sorry now. Yeah, of course he's sorry. He's face to face with Oscar. Let's team up with friends.
0: You go, Camilla. I'll get truth. We're fine. Everything's fine. Oh, no. Yes, Oscar. Pow. Oh, my God. God,
2: Oscar is beating the crap out of the Miz. Yes, she is. Miz is getting beaten up by a girl, James.
0: Oh, my God. What do you mean a girl? That's Oscar. Let's not forget about that.
2: I'm prettier. Go for the cover one. One, two, oh. three. Oscar
0: eliminates the Miz for Mixed Match Challenge. Our truth picks up the
2: pieces. Wins. Carmella and R-Truth go to face Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox in the final. I mean, what an instant classic (laughs) that will be. But back to this match, James. What did you think of this match?
0: I didn't mind it. You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit silly with R-Truth and Carmella involved. But I think the near falls towards the end actually made up for it, you know. And I think it was quite a good match, one of the better ones that we've seen. Yeah. ...on the Mixed Match Challenge... ...I think the interaction between Miz is good... ...and it made Oscar look like the old Oscar... ...the old Oscar would kill anybody... ...you know that combination... ...to the Miz... ...is what she's all about... ...and I bet it hurt the Miz... <laughs> <laughs> ...and if that Oscar shows up at TLC... <laughs> ...I no doubt she will walk out... ...as women's champion... ...but... ...I also at TLC... ...like I said... ...R-Truth... Oh, ...and Carmella... ...going up against... ...Ginnem Hall... Alicia Fox... ...it isn't the teams... ...that I thought would get it through to the final... But, Uh, no. It has been a surprise this year, you know? What can we say? This season has been different. Uh, The round-robin thing didn't really kind of make sense a lot because it only got rid of two teams. And you consider... I mean, what were our truth for Carmella and Mahal and Fox's records before they got through to the playoffs? You know what I mean? Because I know they've just won. I think
2: they was both one and three.
0: So, if you think about that record... Yeah,
2: they was both one and three.
0: Yeah, so both one and three. And now they've both won two matches.
2: So... (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Are r truth and Carmella gonna win? r truth accidentally gonna come out of the women's Royal Rumble like he does in yep. his silly self.
0: That would be cool. Uh, that would be. If cool. that's
2: on tape and I've called it,
0: yeah, if that's fine. I- I'm gonna call then. Uh, I think some people have said it might have said this or obvious. Uh, Carmella will be number thirty at the women's, and then the men's one. r truth be taken out, and then it could be.
2: Well, anyway. Neither of us got past the quarterfinals, uh,
0: no, which is good because, like you said, if I can't win it's better to you to lose, so I was happy with that. What have you thought of the mixed match challenge this year?
2: It wasn't as good as last year's mixed match challenge i i i think I enjoyed that more last year. I don't know you know it's I suppose, you know you can see where they're coming from. they're giving smaller people a cha- you know like mid mid to lower carders a chance to be on a paper to be at pay per view as opposed to, you know, the the teams that we chose, you know, AJ and Charlotte, where it turned out mine was uh, not AJ, it was Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And, you know, Lashley and Banks and yours changed as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a lot, a lot of injury stuff, wasn't it? You know, There was so. a
2: lot of changes in the teams.
0: Yeah, and that didn't really make sense. And just because the amount of matches that they had, if the, if the players were just, you know, then that would have made a lot more sense as opposed to what it has been. But... You know, Facebook wants its its series. I'm sure there'll be a mixed match challenge free starting in the, the new year as well. I don't think it was too bad for Saints to watch, but I think with this amount of content, I think this is why we haven't had a fully focused mixed match challenge podcast because if you think about it, none of it mattered up until the quarterfinal stage. No. Nah. So you know, so I think that's the thing about it. That's a lot of time spent elsewhere. Even though I do like the half hour episodes, uh, obviously you got the 15 minute like kind of pre show beforehand as well. I think that's quite cool to have that in a kind of condensed form. But, yeah, Mixed Match Challenge, we we will see the final at TLC. Like I say, that will be our next podcast as well. But we do move on now, and it is 2.05 live.
2: We last watched two oh five celebrating one hundred episodes. Now we look towards the next one hundred.
0: Well, more than a month after being defeated by Mustafa Rally in a brutal last man Standing match, time Tommy returns to action. And in a match featuring three guys who want what he has, Cruiserweight Champ Buddy Murphy will team with trainer partner Tony needs to face off against Cedric Alexander and Ali in tag team action.
2: Well we go on to episode one oh five we go on to episode one oh five from November the twenty eighth and the show opens with 205 Live general manager Drake Maverick running down the evening's card. Noam Dar takes on Mike Kanellis for the first time ever, according to Maverick. Hidalgo Itami returns in action for the first time since his false count anywhere lost to Mustafa Ali. Finally, the main event will see cruiserweight champ Buddy Murphy team up with Tony Neese nice to battle the team of Mustafa Ali and former champion Cedric Alexander.
0: We get a 205 Live intro in Vic Joseph, Percy Watson and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to the show. Mike Kellenis is already on his way to the ring for the first battle of the night. His wife Maria is with him. Flashback to last week when Mike Lucha with a chair thanks to a distraction from Maria.
2: Well, Noam Dar is out next and here we go.
0: Well, I do love the power of love, Dan. I mean, they have changed 205 Live for James the better. shut up. But, no, 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 I was going to say, what are your thoughts on the power of love on 205 Live then? I think Dan? they're twacks. What, you think they're the Nuenzo?
2: I think they are worse than the Nuenzos. No!
0: And Noam Dar, of course, one of my favourites. So I think I've got to back Noam Dar in this one. Put on such great performance, didn't he, NXT UK against Pete Dunne? And he's looking on at Maria. Maybe he wants a bit of cougar action.
2: Why is she calling herself the First Lady? She
0: is the First Lady. She reminds me of Miss Elizabeth.
1: Shut
2: your fucking whore mouth. What, what are you talking about? Miss Elizabeth yeah. is a gem.
0: I, I think Maria is as well. And look at Naam Dahl there. Kicking down Mike and then waving at Maria. The Scottish ship in nova has got a lot to offer. And Canelis was a shot to the gut. Try and send Dar in the announce table. But Dar responds. Come on, Noam. I know he's one of my guys, but you have to cheer him on, don't you? Do you, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you got no choice in the matter here.
2: No, it's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> now, Noam Dar had a brilliant match yeah. against Pete Dunne.
0: He did. He did. Like I said last year at NXT UK, the special that we did. Dar looked like his former self. Exactly, and,
2: he... and now you put him in a match against fucking Mike. Canellis, the power of love, cunt. Well,
0: him and TJP have been uh, won, uh, getting one over TJP. on the Lucha House fight. I never thought you would say that. I honestly, you've been TJP's biggest fan for so long. Yeah. Have you gone against him now?
2: Teaming up with that cunt, unless he fucking shakes off that ad habit. And I'm not talking about Mike Canellis' drug habit. Oh. Why do you hate Maria so much? Because she's teamed up with Mike Canellis.
0: Oh, right, so it's just Mike Canellis you hate?
2: Yes, and the whole power of love.
0: Yeah, what, so if Mike can was by himself, you would hate him? Yes. Right. Well, Mike can is there going for a diamond cross body. What is it about him you don't like?
2: His stupid fucking face. (laughs) Yeah. His (laughs) stupid fucking head. His stupid fucking power of love gimmick. His stupid fucking can't wrestleness. Stupid fucking twatty drug addict, Ted. It's good
0: to get it off your chest every once in a while, isn't it? Oh, it feels good. And now Dar in control of this one. Shots, come on now, Ham. Shot to the midsection, a big uppercut. I and mean, he's going to come running in now to Kanellis. Forearm strike brings back. Suplex attempt, but Kanellis reverses. And then hits a spinebuster. Probably the third best spinebuster in WWE history, isn't it? You know, 58. Only behind Bobby Roode. Oh, wait a minute. Looch are coming out here. Yeah, come on. Beat the
2: fuck out of Mike Canellis and smash his head open with a fucking piñata made of fucking metal.
0: Well, he's out here and... Oh, come on, ref. kalisa was shot to... Go on,
2: Amdar. One, two, three. Yeah. Fucking easy as pie. We are man one, now Amdar, Dan. He's fucking awesome, isn't he? He is. He's fucking amazing.
0: And form a future cruiseweight champion. Is yeah, I'd rather
2: see him future cruiseweight champion than that twat.
0: Oh, we're going to try and get everyone can... A lucha house party out here, costing Canellis. You must be happy.
2: I am over the moon. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wish the match was a little bit longer, but um, what what can we say? You know, we ha- we have to move on. Canellis.
2: No, I'm glad it was short. We didn't get to see any more of that. Well, you didn't
0: get to see more Canellis than you know you would have liked, I suppose. But I think you know a little bit heelish by lucha house party. But I think they need to kind of do that too, even the odds, anyway. Well,
2: up next, uh, sorry. <clears throat> Not up next, we'll get backstage and Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa are sparring, trying to build up their chemistry as a team. Promo
0: for Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher. They call out Kendrick for becoming a pitfall, loathsome Cumberground. Gallo explains what a Cumberground is. Gulak calls Kendrick a homeless Leonardo DiCaprio. He promises that he will tap Kendrick out next week. Match is made official.
2: Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese seem seen game planning for the main event. Game,
0: Commercial break for the WWE. Oh, fuck that shit.
2: Hideo Itami makes his way out. His opponent, Levy Cruz, is already in the ring. Wonder what that means.
0: Well, Hideo Itami versus Levy Cruz. Hideo immediately strikes Cruz for a standing big boot. He screams at a crowd for respect. Kitchen sink knee and a kick to Cruz's back. <laughs> I know, I hope he's not Chinese. He hangs Cruz off the ropes, climbs to the top, flying knee to the back of the neck, series of strikes from Itami, knocks Cruz out in a corner, basement drop kick and his twisted knee finisher, and...
2: Yes, Itami... Hideo Itami wins by a pinfall. And post match, Hideo continues to pound on Cruz. Aria Davari comes out. Commentary reminds us it's been seven months since he's last been seen on 205 Live. He walks to the ring, has a stir down with Itami, then attacks Cruz. Davari yells at Hideo to attack Cruz. He does. Nailing Cruz with another big boot, Davari tells Hideo that he respects him and they shake hands.
0: Also, Davari and Itami may be a team. Mike and Maria Canales interrupt. Mike wants to put an end to Lucha House Party and say that TJP will help him. Maria asks for a tornado tag match. Maverick grants
2: it to them. It's made official for next week. Well, Cedric Alexander is preparing for the main event, which is next. Uh, So, Buddy Murphy and Tony Stuff Rally and
0: Cedric Alexander. So, Nice and Alexander going at it. Let's not forget, Nice has beaten Alexander twice in the past few weeks here. But Cedric wants to kind of regain his glory. We had the age of Alexander, but Murphy knocked him off his perch, didn't he? At, um...
2: Well, yes, we are currently in the one and only month of Murphy.
0: <laughs> no, he's, he's <laughs> held it since October. He's held it since. Uh, oh, what a super show dome, you know? So, oh
2: yeah, because he had to win it because he was in Australia. No, well, not
0: just because he was in Australia, just because he's the best damn cruiserweight at the moment. And Nissan under his tutelage is getting better week in week out as well. But the thing I like about Murphy and Nice is two guys. First off, like I do quite like, which uh, is good seeing them team together, and even the color coordinator now looking like a tag team, you know. So they bring Saint Else to the cruiserweight division, and um, I, I can't wait. Well, you know, I always big up Murphy and Nice, but I mean Ali and Alexander kind of been the face of the cruiserweight scene, haven't they, this past year?
2: They have indeed, yes. And uh, the hills have...
0: yeah, and they've been the constant, you know. Talk about going back to WrestleMania; these two men faced off. For the cruiserweight title and Ali becoming so,
2: Alexander comes in and Buddy Murphy scurries away to the corner and gets out there as quickly as he can and tags in Tony Nice. Well, Murphy
0: wants... You know, he's a champion. He wants to take Alexander off his game plan. Cedric wants to send a message here. Of course, he wants to beat the champion, but Nice is there, is as good on his day as anybody else. Big kick to the face by Cedric.
2: Goes to recover. Oh, only gets a one count. One.
0: Blind tag there by Murphy he he's got tag team experience in the past, former NXT tag team champion. And a beautiful knee there by Murphy goes for the cover, but Cedric managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Nice was Irish. Rip Murphy snuck in, like I said, after that tag. And now just standing over Cedric Alexander. And Nisa and Murphy been dominating Cedric Alexander. Double back suplex, but Cedric lands on
2: his feet. Pushes Murphy into Nice. Rolls across, gets a tag to Mustafa Ali, he goes up top. And let's not forget, Ali's fresh. Takes them both out of a diving cross body. Running through Murphy with a couple of back elbows.
0: Oh, strip low reverse by Murphy. Oh, my, gets kicked in the face, and these two men had a great match at Survivor Series as well.
2: Rolling X-Factor, Ali back to his feet. Puts on a second turnbuckle, sunset flip, Murphy rolls through. But gets caught in a oh. set of power bomb. One, two, oh!
0: But Murphy managing to kick out. Uh. The champion's still in it, but Mustafa Ali definitely showing his power there, managing to pick up Murphy, who has to get weighed every day to make sure he stays in that two hundred five live the two hundred five limit. Oh my God! And Mustafa Ali there, sent in the second turnbuckle. Big elbow to the face. Ali then dumped off the second, went for the tornado DDT. Murphy caught it.
2: Ali with a backslide, getting caught with a back elbow. Murphy with a boot to the chest, and Nice low bridging him, sending him to the uh, to the wafer thin mats below.
0: How thin are those mats?
2: They're mere millimeters thick over pure concrete.
0: And Nice sending Mustafa Ali there into the apron, back first, frozen back in. Now Nice and Murphy can look to try and target Ali, even though he is the soul of 205 Live. You would maybe argue Cedric is the heart. I no, don't think it's a great idea for Buddy Murphy taunt Cedric Alexander. He can't let Mustafa Ali recover. He should know that by now.
2: Oh, unlike Murphy, Alexander can sell that he's injured.
0: Was well, Murphy not sold anything in this match? Oh my God, Mustafa Ali there went for the cradle, but Murphy got shot off at two. Two. The clothesline sent Ali and literally inside out. Turns it round. That will be it. No, I think Murphy's cover there. Let. Ali, get their shoulder up at two. Two. You just don't like him because he is actually Alexa Bliss's boyfriend. Unlike you, who your imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's your problem with Murphy. You yes. want to take Murphy down because of Alexa Bliss. only
2: James, you only like Buddy Murphy because he's so fucking ugly that he can pull a fucking stunner like Alexa Bliss and that gives you hope. Yes. Well, then. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Oh, my God, Mustafa Ali sending Buddy Murphy
0: into Tony Neese, Looking to get that hot tag now. Is it possible? And
2: Ali's so close to the tag oh, now. Oh, but the dastardly Murphy.
0: Oh, it's genius, isn't it, by Buddy Murphy? Showing all his Tony
2: ex- Nese in from behind. Showing
0: all his Ooh, experience.
2: Running elbow.
0: Yeah, look how powerful niece is. Going for the cover, too.
2: Oh. And your two count, though. Two.
0: And niece and Murphy will get frustrated. Ali is super tough. Cedric desperate to get the tag in, but Murphy and niece do work so well as a tag team. Look at Murphy getting in Cedric's face again.
2: Canellis was ginger; they'd have the same hair.
0: Would you leave, buddy Murphy? He looks nothing like Mike Canellis. Goes for the knee. Oh, Ali dodges, hits a kick of his own, but Murphy lands on Ali. So that means Mustafa has to get past Buddy.
2: Oh, Murphy's got the leg of Ali dragging him to the corner. Oh, and Alexander managed to get the tag in. And Nice is in as well. Ali's uh, Alexander's running through Nice.
0: A big couple of clotheslines. Huge back elbow there.
2: Murphy gets kicked off the apron.
0: <coughs> nice comes running to the corner but gets caught again with a kick from Cedric. He's on the apron now.
2: Brings his way
0: in. Takes out Nice. Goes for the cover. This could be it. Only
2: a two count.
0: Two. Cedric wondering what's going to take to get the job done. Now Cedric getting rid of the elbow pad.
2: Takes out Buddy Murphy for the second time. And looking to springboard his way in but gets a Nice. And that was brilliant by Tony Nice and he might be
0: in position now. No, he goes for the tag for Murphy. Maybe running Nice, but Nice picking up Cedric, putting him on his shoulders. Maybe do they
2: device? No. Alexander with a uh, slider down the back of Nice, throws him into a turnbuckle, This in Buddy Murphy.
0: He tags in Ali, and he's going to go spinning. What the hell is going on here? Well, he's using Nice as a base camp. They've got Murphy off the top. Oh, oh. They're looking for
2: a double Spanish fly or something, but Murphy pulling Ali off, sending him to crash into the outside.
0: Nice thrown to the outside now, and here comes Cedric. Goes flying
2: over the South Nice. Well, I
0: don't know if that was meant to happen, but it was a good recovery nonetheless. And Ali making his way in. And the cruiserweight, I'm not sure he knows where he is.
2: Boom, he does oh. now. Well, he knows his. Knees on the jaw of Ali. We're going to see Murphy's Law. No, Ali with a backslide. Rolls him up. One, two. Kicks out. Gets a blind tag. Planted with a tornado DDT. No. Lumbar check. Oh. One, two, three. And Murphy eats the pin. To come for TL. C.
0: Oh, fucking hell. Well, Buddy Murphy does lose the match. Uh, but, I mean, it was a great match between all four men. You can't discredit Buddy Murphy. Look, he's selling the lumbar check now. You always had a go at him, Dan, but he's doing a good job. Uh, what are your thoughts on that tag team match?
2: It was a very good tag team match, yeah. And there is no reason, after seeing this, why there isn't tag team titles in... The 205 Live division. I think
0: that's an excellent point. You know, Buddy Murphy and Nice looked like a tag team, didn't they? And Ali and Cedric did very, very well here tonight. But they Cedric,
2: look like a tag team and lose like a tag team. They lose like a tag team.
0: Well, Cedric and Ali celebrating the ring. Vic Joseph exclaims that the champ has been pinned, possibly setting off a future title shot for Alexander, which we know will take place at TLC. He was denied the rematch because he was on a losing streak. Buddy Murphy and Tennessee walk up the ramp. Murphy angrily stares down Alexander, but he is still, Dan, your Cruiserweight champion.
2: Yes, yeah, so and we move on to episode 106, and that is on December the
0: 5th. A pair of new alliances take centre stage as the Maria Kanellis Brokered Partnership between TJP and her husband, Mike, looked to end the Lucha House Party under the stipulation which has been confounded in a revival on Monday nights. And the Brian Kendrick will have a curious desire watching his back. He takes on Drew Gulak who have had Gentleman Jack Gallagher by his side, as always.
2: Drake Maverick recaps the newest 205 Live rivalry between Brian Kendrick and Drew Gulak after Gulak kicked Kendrick out of his faction almost a month ago. Last week, Gulak promised to tap Kendrick out in tonight's match-up. Also scheduled for the evening Lucha House Party battle TJP and Mike Canellis in a tornado tag main event
0: and we get the 205 live intro and Vic Joseph Percy Watson and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to the most exciting hour on television Drew Gulak is running on his way to the ring accompanied by Jack Gallagher company informs us that the cruiserweight like champ Buddy Murphy will be addressing the WWE universe later on Brian Kendrick is out next with a kid and an open bout is underway and it's Brian Kendrick versus Drew Gulak and is, is it Gulak who got between Kendrick and Jack Gallagher to kind of make Jack turn his back on Brian. Dan, I mean, what are your thoughts? The storyline is still going on. Do you think it's a good one? Do you think it makes sense?
2: It does that, yeah. But I don't know, since Neville came along, Kendrick kind of lost his steam as a Great Hill competitor. And, you know, he's just been treading water. I suppose turning face is kind of the next step for Kendrick. I don't know. You know, he doesn't really look much like a face.
0: Well, no, this is the thing, isn't he? You know, I think he works better as Hill. I think you're, you're right. Neville would kind of look like the grown-up version of Kendrick, even though they're a few years different in age, you know. Kendrick like, can work maybe as a, a babyface underdog, but it's difficult times now, you know. He's he's moving on in age, obviously. He's trying to put, like, maybe Tazar over in this feud and uh, feuding with the kind of young guys, but it seems surprised that they would go with Gulak and Jack as opposed to Gulak... Uh, as opposed, what do you think the better partnership is? Gulak-Jack or Jack with Kendrick?
2: Um, Tazara and Jack versus Gulak and Kendrick.
0: <coughs> what, well, Jack as the old baby face and Kendrick and Gulak as the heels? Yeah. I suppose that'd make more sense, you know. Well, Gulak's just going to try and out-wrestle Brian Kendrick.
2: I am quite surprised that we haven't seen Jack on uh, NXT UK, though.
0: He's not been around yet, but, I mean, he's not really been used properly on 25 Live, has he? Do you know what I mean? No, like... not
2: at all. Not... He's not the same Jack that we've seen... From before. Yeah.
0: We we he had a match against New about Neville match against Neville for the Cruiserweight title at pay per view. I think it was fast lane, But apart from that really not really been used well and there's a lot of potential for him there. I think the character in himself is so strong he would have worked well on the main roster, but did someone like Tyler Bite Bate maybe come along and take his thunder away a little bit, you know?
2: Possibly, yeah, but yeah, again, you know, he he's still a very brilliant technical wrestler. So, you know, he could kind of fight his way back up to, I don't know, imposing on Mustache Mountain.
0: Mm. It kind of makes more sense, I suppose, his pairing with uh, Gulak as well, in that way of kind of the technical aspect, learning from each other and can bring anything new. And that was a lovely back suplex there by Kendrick Gulak, but he managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And it's been very kind of, not aggressive in the other to go, more technical, if you will, than real rivalry here. And that's a little bit better now by Kendrick with the boots.
2: Gulak powering Kendrick up. Bomb. Kendrick managing to kick out. Uh-huh. But then Gulak turning it into a half Boston.
0: I don't think what's helping the crowd on this match at the moment is the, the fans coming in. They've switched to 05 Live up now to happen at the start of the Smackdown as opposed to afterwards it's because of face, obviously mixed match challenge as well. So people are just slowly making their way in. It's more like a kick-off match at this time.
2: Is that kind of uh, pissing on the...
0: I think a little bit. I mean, 205 is not live anymore. Like I said, it's on Wednesday now. So uh, it, it has changed dramatically. They've not had their own pay-per-view. I mean, NXT UK only been around for a couple of months, and yet they've got their own show, and 205 never had a pay-per-view on their own. You know, would you want to see a Cruiserweight pay-per-view? Maybe last year or so, but they've not moved on at all. We talked about the next 100 episodes. I worry about 205 Live being around for the next 100 episodes.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. They've got the talent there, but it's they've just been treading water. It's like you know they've got the top four, and now it, it seems like it's they've got their focus points, and then they've got their like kind of mid card, which it shouldn't be like that. It should all be a level playing field. Yes, yeah. you know they are all the same weight, the same size, so everyone should have a fair and equal opportunity. Yeah,
0: and this is the thing that, that they're missing out on, you know, as. Uh... Gulak now twisting up Kendrick. But right, moves the arm back round.
2: So don't get me wrong, you know, Ali and uh, Alexander both deserve to be in the title picture, but there's a lot of other talent there that deserve, you know, Drew Gulak, he's had brilliant performances after brilliant performances. He's, you know, he's not really been in much of a contention for the Cruiserweight Championship. No, I mean,
0: he had his, his you know, PowerPoint presentation and his kind of feud with Cedric, where he should have really won the Cruiserweight title, if, if, to be fair there, but, you know, it didn't work out, so he's going to try and go again, you know, I think Gulak can do different things as well, they've kind of got more serious with him recently, and I think he can work as goofy, If you know what I mean, and I think that's sometimes a good thing, and I think at the same time, with Jack as well, sometimes you just want to kind of have a little bit of fun, rather than being so serious all the time, and I think that's what 205 Live's missing a little bit, I think that's what WWE's missing a little bit sometimes, just a little bit of fun, a little bit like laughter, you know, I think, <coughs> with certain catches, game. you give it because you're still serious in what they've become.
2: Well, you know, with Jack Gallagher, he had his uh, sporadic Raw Rumble appearance and, you know, he came in with uh, William III.
0: Exactly. What happened to William III? Oh, Kendrick's been getting battered by Gulak these past few minutes, got back to his feet, but Gulak responds with the punches.
2: So he's underrated of the year, 90% of the 205 Live roster. Mm.
0: This is going to be a difficult award to hand out as Gulak now's down... Got knocked down by the right hand, Kendrick. Captain's hook is locked in, and
2: he's got a captain's
0: hook. And Gulak nowhere near the ropes, and Gulak struggling to get to that bottom rope, but does.
2: Lovely full Nelson suplex from Kendrick Two. Oh. oh. Only getting a two count. Two. It's like Kira oh What's happened to him? No, exactly. It was very exciting, especially. Cruiserweight Classic.
0: Now Kendrick getting back to his feet. Kendrick back to his feet going for
2: that. Oh, standing switch though. Gulak. Oh, and Kendrick sending Gulak to the outside.
0: Oh my God, Jack attacks Desire from behind.
2: Throws him head first into the ring post.
0: Gulak went for the roller, but Kendrick managed to kick out.
2: And Jack Gallagher coming in to break up and beat down Kendrick.
0: Well, it looked like Kendrick had it one there. Slice spread number two. Gulak for the cover easy. And yet, <clears throat> gentleman Jack has to break it up. He used to be his former mentor, but not anymore. But Kendrick now teaching
2: a young boy a lesson. Jack fighting back. Gulak grabs hold of him.
0: Oh, and a goo lock in. And you can't do anything with two on one. Where's uh, Tazawa's out as well on the outside?
2: Well, Tozawa's looking to come back in but Jack Gallagher cuts him off
0: that's uh, a proper assault now
2: oh my god and Jack delivers a headbutt to Tuzawa.
0: Oh, that is one of the most vicious moves <coughs> in the WWE <coughs> and gentlemen Jack and Gulak celebrate Dan what are your thoughts on that match
2: it was quite entertaining you know and, and I think even the end of it as is kind of, you know, you know, helped things out with these four guys as well, you know, it's given them a bit of rivalry, it's given a bit of volatility. so yeah, you know, it is, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it was a little bit slow to start with, a bit more technical, you know, than maybe uh, people would have thought, but I think it will definitely heat up as the um, feud, like you say, definitely will continue, look like the tag team match is coming.
2: Well, flashback to last week's main event when Cedric Alexander pinned champion, James' man, Buddy Murphy, in tag-team action, and Cedric teamed with Mustafa Ali to take on Murphy and Tony Nace.
0: Drake Maverick is with the champ. Maverick calls him one of the most polarising figures in the Cruiserweight division. He informs Murphy that he'll be defending the title against the former champion, Cedric Alexander. Murphy claims that he took both Cedric and Ali to defeat him last week, and he was right, and that if Cedric were man enough, he will accept the challenge for next week and will let Drake Maverick sermon the winner as a ref, I'm assuming.
2: And Davari is out for the second match-up of the night. He made his return last week to assist Hideo Itami. Uh, is out for the second match-up of the night. He made his return last week to assist it Itami, beat down a local talent and tell Itami that he respects him. His opponent, Clay Roberts, is already in the ring.
0: And it's Davari versus Clay Roberts.
2: And Davari opens up on Roberts with stiff strikes, beating him down in the corner. Irish whip reversed by Roberts, but Davari responds with a standing kick to the head. Backstage, Itami is watching Davari compete in the classic awkward side watching television stance. Back in the ring, Davari hits his lock-up clothesline. He goes for the pin, but lets Roberts up. Another clothesline with cover. He lets him up again. Davari then clotheslines Roberts repeatedly until the referee stops the bout.
0: So Davari wins by referee stoppage.
2: And Itami is impressed watching Daivari's onslaught. Mustafa Ali cuts the
0: promo. He says that we all fall, but we must all get back up. Ali states that he couldn't get the job done at Survivor Series, but whoever becomes champion next will fall to him.
2: I don't think he should. You know, as much as I respect Ali and like him, I think someone else needs a chance.
0: You were saying this, weren't you, about uh, too many people getting the same chance and trying a bit different. So, you know, we'll see what if Mustafa Ali can do it.
2: Well, Cedric gets interviewed, he responds to Buddy Murphy's earlier comments saying that his third-grade mind games won't separate him from his friend Mustafa Ali and that next week he's ready to become a two-time Cruiserweight champion.
0: Noam Dahl has a video directly to Buddy Murphy saying that he cost him a match-up against Tony Nice. He challenges Murphy to a match-up and so says he doesn't even care if the title is on the line.
2: And the Lucha House Party, Kalisto and... Lince Dorado are on their way to the ring, which means it's main event time. They toss out merchandise to so the WWE Universe. Mike Kanellis is out next, along with his cunt Maria. Oh, Adler, you can't say.
0: Why are you so horrible to Maria for? Oh, it's beautiful to see the power of love here with your man TJP as well. He is He's sold, not my man anymore. He's sold to the devil. He's 311 boy.
2: He's not my man anymore. No it was your 311 boy,
0: Dan. Your 311 boy has
2: betrayed you. He's not my man anymore. No Man, he's not my three eleven boy. He's three eleven. Is he three eleven? He's three eleven, isn't he? Is he? Is he? No, he's not a three eleven boy. Oh I he. it. He's <laughs> lost his right to be a three eleven boy. Yeah, he's do. a free nine boy. <laughs>
0: is he a free nine boy? Yeah. Well, wow, that's close. What eighty five. Right, let's watch Power of Love,
1: Dan.
2: <laughs> the
0: power of love
2: I'm gonna take this time to have a little nap. Make love. Uh
0: And here we go. Uh, Dorado and Metallic. Kalisto and Dorado and Kalisto starting this off, throwing TJP out. And then they got Dan's favorite, Mike Kanellis. Go on,
2: double team him. Smashes that open with a pinata.
0: Well, Dorado slams him down. He's on Dorado. Very
2: impressive. Stands on his shoulders, splashes it onto Canellis, And Dorado follows it up with one of his own.
0: Canellis rolls out of the way, but here comes TJP. Double super kick.
2: Oh, an assisted drop kick there. And Kalisto sends TJP scurrying to the outside.
0: Well, that was Dorado. Now he's up again on the ring post.
2: Flying cross body. Takes out the power of gaze.
0: And what is Kalisto looking at? Dorado's... And he's ringing the machatas, Dan. And you said you didn't want to watch this match. Get the beating that you think they deserve. Kalisto, beautiful DDT on TJP. Goes to the cover, but TJP managing a kick out. Uh and now dorado has got the sack for the presents, but oh Canelis there with a spine bust ruining Christmas.
2: He spoilt Christmas.
0: On the face by Kalisto. This is tornado tag, so anything goes.
2: And Canelis has got a pinata.
0: Maria is putting off Kalisto. And TJP there with a drop kick—that's disgusting.
2: Oh, she stumps on the piñata. And they're disrespect. Now they got
0: Dorado throwing back in. Kalis doing to Barry Cade.
2: TJP bouncing Dorado's head off a top turnbuckle. Yeah, well done, Mike. You're five fast, and you? you could probably beat up. He's struggling with it. Piñata, you can He's
0: struggling with it a little bit. DJP gives it a boot. and Now they're going to double Team Dorado. Double clothesline. Not as impressive offence as Lucha House Party.
2: Yeah, put that mask on, you ugly cunt. (laughs) Cover that fucking fizzog up.
0: Mike Galeas has got a mask.
2: He's got an illegal weapon, ref. Ref, he's got an illegal weapon. Disqualify that fucking useless, sad excuse as a human being.
0: If he ever listens to this, he knocks on your door, Dad.
2: I'd knock him out of the fucking mug. <laughs> you think that? And I'll shag Maria Canelis over his fucking beaten down corpse.
0: <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Maybe a little bit too far. They've got a baby at home, damn I'll it. T- no! No! <laughs> <laughs> and now TJP takes down Dorado. Canelis <laughs> responds with an elbow. And this is just an assault now. Kalisto gets back up. Canelis goes on the outside. He's off in the barricade.
2: Oh, Canelis takes a leg out from Canelis
0: Double Irish rip Dorado. Breaks through low.
2: <laughs> oh, beautiful. Springboard stunner there. Taking up both TJP and Canelis.
0: <laughs> now that was a cool move. And Callisto finally back up on the apron. Let's see the replay. <laughs> they both sold it well, to be fair, apart from Kalisto's cunt.
2: Exactly, James. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Flying cross body from Kalisto to TJP. Spinning corkscrew shoulder block. Springboard.
0: And now Kalisto with a kick. Irish rip reversed by TJP. Kalisto puts a stop on though. TJP goes to turnbuckle. Roll through and a kick by Kalisto. Kalisto went for that short runner, and I think TJP caught him. And he's got the STF locked in. He's got the arm round the neck as well for leverage. More oh, than Dorado Canella's taken out on the outside. Kalisto trying to
2: fight out from TJP.
0: Let's see the dexterity of Kalisto there, managing to hit some offensive kicks, being in that position. And TJP dis- <clears throat> disrespecting. TJP disrespecting. Kalisto there, trying to pull the mask off.
2: TJP, Hilo on his way back in. Taking out Kalisto. Goes for the cover. But, but Kalisto. Only getting a two count. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, do it again. Only getting a two
2: count. Two. I whipped by
0: TJP in the corner, but Kalisto catches himself. Puts a leg up, comes running in, but
2: again. TJP going down low. Two former Cruiserweight champions in the ring.
0: I think Kalisto's so underrated. I mean, we've talked about TJP. TJP extensively in the past we know what he can do but Kalisto you know even with Rey Mysterio back I think there's stuff Kalisto could do that were amazing do you remember a couple of years ago when he did that Salida del South ladder to one of the Usos yeah. and I, honestly one of the most amazing, I saw a clip of that the other day and I thought oh fucking hell yeah he had
2: some good matches against Alberto Del Rio
0: exactly yeah cr- from cracking matches that he had you few of Ryback I think he did indeed I think it's when we're watching the podcast as well. So, you know, it feels long ago, but it's not that long ago. And in some eyes, is Khaleesi gets to that bottom rope.
2: Breaks the TJP clutch.
0: Yeah, and he had that clutch in for a little while now. Damage might already be done. And it's been the Hills... Controlling things for the past few minutes.
2: It's been TJP controlling things for the past few minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you there. But as soon as Kanellis comes in, looks like Kalisto, get back in it. I'll figure that one out. Super kick to Canelis. And now Kalisto kicks to TJP, who's on top. And now here comes Kalisto off the top. Hurricane Runner.
2: Oh, sends TJP into Canelis. And now Dorado's up on top.
0: Kalisa might hurt the knee, but Dorado off the top right. Canellis.
2: Takes them both out of a diving crossbody. He couldn't even sell a fucking as a takedown properly, the cunt.
0: Well, I think Dorado slipped a little bit there, but no. now he's oh bringing springing up with a kick. You just don't like Mike's. Canellis in the corner. Here comes Dorado.
2: I'd rather see a Mike Enos match.
0: Irish rip reversed by Ken Ellis. Nice super kick by Gerardo using the first rope to hit a moonsault. Now the second rope to hit a moonsault. <laughs> now the third rope.
2: He's going up top to what? complete the trivector. Bang, hits it. One, two. Oh, Ooh, but TJP in having to save Mike Canellis
0: And as the crowd are finally getting into the arena, they start appreciate the action. Gerardo a nice uppercut. I like Gerardo as well. They're looking at each other. They've got an idea.
2: Psyching each other up.
0: Get the piñata. Oh, my God. They want that sack full. I wonder what it's full of. Santa's presents. Little piñatas. Tiny little piñatas. I mean, there must be at least 100 piñatas there. At least
2: 270.
0: Oh, my God. You can't suplex them on there. That would kill him. No, TJP, don't. Not on the piñatas. Oh, Dorado. Oh, fighting out of it, though. This could end a man's career. Dorado fights out again. Oh, back suplex. Dorado on his feet. Managed
2: TJP into the corner.
0: Yeah, managed to dodge it just for a moment.
2: Saving for Canelis. Put Canelis for him.
0: And the piñatas there (coughs) and Kalisto. The piñatas are sitting there and these are exposed. These are so dangerous. It's like Kalisto Dorado gonna go for double suplex. No! Oh. Canellis pushes Kalisto off. And now he's got Dorado on his shoulders. And what the hell's that about? He's on his shoulders. He pushed him Canellis
2: outside the ring now. Low bridge Canellis. Double suplex to TJP. No, they can't double suplex him, surely. That's worse than thumbtacks and don't call me Shirley. Oh, in the pinatas, in the pinatas, straight in the pinatas. That's it.
0: One, two. Ah. F- oh. Well, Kanellis somehow stopping that count. The pinatas are sticking out the back of Dorado and Kalisto. TJP's is out. TJP's got got pinata stuck in his mouth. This is bad. Trainers and EMTs need to come down check on this. Dorado thrown outside by Canellis.
2: Kalisto taken out Canellis hanging him up on the top rope.
0: Well, TJP was set out powerbomb on Kalisto.
2: Oh, but Kalisto
0: managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Canellis has got another pinata. Gives it to TJP. And he managed to save Penelope, Dan. Oh, Maria snatches Penelope.
2: Kaliso snatches it back, though.
0: He wants to, to give it to her.
2: Oh, and he throws it at her. She lands on Mike Kanellis. And now he's got TJP. Kicks Kanellis on the sleeve of our Sol.
0: Doesn't go for the cover because Dorado's coming up. And the Golden Lynx is going to hit the shooting star press. Bang. One, two, three. And you didn't want to wait, watch it and Canales and TJP lose.
2: <coughs> Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Can I just tell you one thing, right? You tell me one good move that Mike Kanellis done in that whole fucking match. He didn't do anything, no. No, exactly. No, it was TJP. That is my whole point with it. Right? I, I Metallic like cr- done something good. Yeah. Kalisa did something really good. Dorado. Uh, Dorado done something good. Kalisto done something good, TJP done something good, even fucking Maria done something good. But Mike Kanellis done absolutely fuck all. I
0: I don't disagree with you, Liz. I I you know what I mean, but I'm just saying that it's still a, a good effort uh, for all four involved, you know, and uh, I think a crack around event anybody coming in and watching that, and it was good that Luke House Party get the victory.
2: Uh, Well, we go on to episode 107, that's from the 12th of December, and the show opens with the usual top-of-the-show introduction and rundown of tonight's card from 205 Live General Manager Drake Maverick.
0: Yeah, this is our last episode of 205, and watch this off, it's Buddy Murphy versus a 311 boy grand metallic i mean buddy murphy the cruiser champ he honors us with another match here we saw a great tag team match earlier and now we get to see the man in singles action he will be defeating cedric alexander at tlc uh, coming up that will be our next podcast but metallic dan can he beat buddy murphy
2: yes <laughs> of course he can he's got the power <laughs> of the <free> Eleven,
0: <laughs> and that's enough is it
2: well, it's it's a very elusive club. I mean, you know, two luchadors, Andrade, Cien Almas, and Metallic, and myself, you know, we're all accomplished luchadors. I don't, I don't know what's so funny, James. <laughs> we are all luchadors.
0: I'm sorry. You've yeah. seen my head scissors take uh, down. <laughs> There's one thing I have seen is your head scissors take down. You're all right about that. Exactly. Yeah, you just caught me off guard is all. Uh, but, you know, like I say, I, I relate to Buddy Murphy as he nips up Gets taken down these two are going to have some match here look how quick they are in the early going nice flip by Metallic and Murphy just showing a little bit of experience backing up a little bit
2: Muddy Murphy
0: I'll tell you what if the year was a little bit longer Muddy Murphy uh, Muddy Bur- Buddy Murphy would be the superstar of the year <laughs> there's no <laughs> doubt da- <laughs> don't you laugh there is no one better then Buddy Murphy, he's put on excellent... When's the last bad Buddy Murphy match you've seen? Seriously, when, what was the last Buddy Murphy bad match you saw this I can't year? I do not
2: remember fucking what Buddy Murphy match I've seen this year. Uh,
0: every five Live we watch watched Buddy Murphy, so you've seen every Buddy Murphy match, basically.
2: James, I have to admit, the legend is in the ring. Charles Robinson is officiating <laughs> this match.
0: Well, look at the action here. Look how fast and furious it is. Head to the take down there by Metallica. the
2: outside. If this is Fast and Furious, then Buddy Murphy must be Paul Walker and hopefully he crashes and burns.
0: And Metallic takes out Murphy. Murphy's in a little bit of trouble. But I have faith in my Cruiserweight Champion.
2: Come on now. Stop kidding yourself. <clears throat> you wish you was born nearly a week later. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> and Metallic now...
2: Impressively running the railings. Oh... Hurricane Rana takes down Muddy Murphy.
0: And Murphy's in a little bit of trouble now. Metallic goes for the cover, but Murphy powerfully kicks out. Oh. I said powerfully. Oh. (laughs) That's your powerful, is it?
2: And obviously, Metallic's carrying an injury into this match. He's got his left shoulder taped up there. So he's not 100%, but... Even at 80%, he'd still be able to beat Muddy Murphy.
0: Well, we'll see, won't we? We shall see. If bonus he
2: doesn't, wrestling is fake.
0: No, of course, 10 bonus points on the line here for the winner of this no, match. I've got no Murphy.
2: Yeah, no it's is low, isn't it? That.
0: It is low. Is he champion though, Dan? Is Buddy Murphy a champion? Does it matter? Is he your cruiserweight champion? It's not mine. Is Randy Orton a champion? No, is Dean Abbot? No. Bobby Roode and Buddy Murphy are both champions. Deal with it. They are facts.
2: If that's what gets you out of bed in the morning, right. you keep sticking to it. And
0: look at this. Metallic off the second right. Murphy catches him. Running suplex there, showing his power. And now Murphy goes to the cover. Metallic gets shot up at two. Two. And I love what Buddy Murphy can do as well. You know, you talk about great performers. You talk about people like Pete Dunne. like say Murphy... You can't put Murphy up there with fucking. Oh, come up. off it, Dan. Murphy can do it oh. in the ring. He could be in place on the main roster now. Come on, no, he has got the kind of look and build, personality. He's fantastic. He is performer. a big
2: fish in a small pond. He's not. He
0: said he's, he's whale in a teardrop. All right, once he moves exactly, up. exactly. A big
2: fish in a small pond.
0: <laughs> you can once he moves up.
2: He'll be a microscopic fish in Randy Orton's... Oh, ocean. Randy Orton.
0: Oh, Randy Orton. Is he a champion now, though, Dan? No. Buddy Murphy is your cruiserweight champion. You need to live with that. That he is your cruiserweight champion. And he's got the 311 boy in control. The
2: injured 311 boy.
0: Yeah, you keep making excuses for your guys. He's carrying an injury. Murphy's vessel more frequently. And, and yet yeah, he could be carrying something. But he'd just carry on because he's a true champion. You see?
2: It does actually look like Murphy's been beaten in the face with the ugly stick. <laughs> well, repeatedly.
0: Metallic headbutts Murphy and step up insecurity, and then going to try and springboard in.
2: Lovely crossbody one, two, three, oh, and no. your new cruiserweight
1: <laughs> champion, <laughs> right. the three right. eleven
2: boy. Right, there's a couple of things that. First off,
0: first off, everybody, he didn't pin him, and secondly, the cruiserweight title was not on the he's line. Scared. Because he we...
2: knows he's going to lose.
0: And a beautiful lair.
2: Springboard back elbow.
0: By Metallic on Murphy. He's got rocked a little bit. All Metallic, though, like, running the ropes.
2: Obviously, Here's a see, kick.
0: drop kick. You see everybody One, in the One, tra- two, no, three. No, no, no. Oh, stop, you can't. That's the it.
2: second time he's beaten him. <laughs> Come on, Robinson, pull your head out of your arse, mate. Fast count, fast count.
0: And you see the fans not making their way in. They're sitting down watching this action because it's your champion. Because it's it is the your man.
2: 311 boy. No, because, the it's, man, because it's Buddy Brand Murphy. Metallic.
0: Murphy is the future of the Toyota 5 Live Division. He's on a bit of trouble at the moment, but gets off his shoulders, blocks that lovely kick to the midsection and a stomp knee. Oh, no, oh. Met- Metallic dodged it.
2: Metallic Metallic driver.
0: No, Murphy knows to avoid it. Pushes Metallic off. And a knee to the face. Here comes Murphy again, builds some momentum.
2: Metallic driver. Bang! Oh no! One, two, three! Yes!
1: Yes! He kicked out. James is celebrating.
2: He kicked out. I said he kicked out. Oh. Slow count, Charles Robinson. Get your head out your ass, man.
0: Dan has used the same joke three times in this match. Just see if he uses it again. (laughs) See if this gets older. And we hit for six there Dan, as metallic looking to go up. Is he going to look to put away the cruiserweight champion? I don't think so.
2: I've used it six times in one match. James has used it a million times over the whole year. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I'm just
2: getting my way back into it. <laughs> you get an extra bonus point for every time you use it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm ten points up. <coughs> I'm ten points clear. Oh, and Buddy Murphy went to the outside. It's quite clever by him.
2: Disqualify him, Charles.
0: Led Metallic to the outside. He's using foreign objects. Hit him against the announce table. Now, bat break on the apron. And where's Murphy going now? Up to the top. Here he comes. Oh, my God. Huge knees to the
2: face. Two. Oh, Oh, but Metallic managed to get the shoulder up at two. Uh, What did you say? Managing to get the shoulder up at two. (laughs) Uh. Well, I had a 50. I didn't know. And you was wrong. (laughs) Like you are on all your predictions (laughs) this year.
0: But is he a champion, though?
2: That has nothing to do with it. Two. Metallic has hair coming out of his eye hole.
0: Yeah, and you have an eye Uh, hole coming out of your hair.
2: That's the nice thing to say about Grand Metallic. One, two, three. <laughs> yes! No, that is it.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, he did it again. Oh, wow. And now we're going to use it. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> he didn't get the oh. pinfall there, everybody. Metallic kick. Come on. Oh. Moonsault. Feet up by Murphy.
2: Feet up, Mother
0: Brown. Genius picks him up there. Powerbomb, sit out, goes for the cover. One, two, three. Fr- oh, two, hell.
2: Metallic managing to kick out. Oh. That's the 311 spirit we got. Well, that's closest we've come
0: today to have a free count, even though apparently Metallic's won four times now.
2: Five.
0: Look at Murphy smirking.
2: No James, he's just that goddamn fucking ugly, you don't know whether he's smirking, oh, crying, you? laughing, sneezing, or having a shit.
0: Well, how come he's with Alexa Blisson if he's ugly?
2: Because he must have a big dong.
0: Well, I tell you what, if Alexa Bliss goes to ugly people, if she does dump him, you might be in with a chance. <laughs>
2: We've already used the ugly joke. I'm gonna
0: right use now. it again. You can use that five fucking times. <laughs> I'm gonna use that more than once. And metallic now, this could be trouble for him. Knockout knee. Metallicrat 311 boy is on his knees in front of Buddy Murphy, much like Alexa Bliss. And now Murphy's Law. No, oh, right,
2: Rosie through.
1: One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Bang. Job done.
2: Murphy's Law. One, two. Oh, three! and a kick out from Metallic. He's in the match. <laughs> well done, Metallic. <laughs> Keeping it in it, boy. And the match rolls on. So Murphy's Law rolls through no
0: Dan. That is not he oh. didn't get him. Murphy's still in this. Metallic now goes to second rate Springboard. Caught by Buddy Murphy. Murphy's Law goes for the cover. One, no, two, no, three. No. Buddy Murphy wins. Beats the 3-11 boy. I tell you what, what a match between these two men. Look at the crowd on their feet. Everybody is explaining it. so happy about this. Murphy gets better week in, week out here. But a tremendous effort for Metallic. Dan, anything positive you want to add to that match?
2: Graham Metallic was brilliant, wasn't he?
0: And so was Buddy Murphy. You're right about that. Your are Cruiserweight <laughs> Champion, Dan. Your are get... Cruiserweight Champion.
2: <clears throat> we Your are Cruiserweight a... Champion. We... Yeah. We... we get a recap of last week's match between Brian Kendrick and Drew Gulak and go backstage with Kendrick and Akira Tozawa.
0: Tizawa fixes Brian's jacket and rolls up to inform them that their tag team match next week will be a street fight. He wants to get their reaction and their stone face so he explains that they had a street fight in 2017. Kendrick says he's changed and when he comes come back he manipulated people because he was desperate to keep his dream and no were here.
2: In a way, he has to thank Gulak and Gallagher for beating him, for beating that into him and to prove that he has to lift the division up. He's going to prove that in this street fight. Tozawa agrees that he's changed man, but the problem is, he looks the same. But don't worry, he has an idea. They walk off, but Akira comes back and tells Drake he's fired because he lost the tag titles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maverick points out the inaction of that, and that ends. He
2: did lose the tag titles. He did lose uh, there, Cut that bit, Jones. Well, Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher get a promo where they talk about how Kendrick's been fired twice. Already, and they can take things as far as they want in a street fight and it'll all be legal. You nailed that bit there. Don't just delete that, James.
0: We get a recap of Davari's match from last week and his interview backstage.
2: He says, wrestling used to be simple. Find men and, and battle until one was left standing. It was never meant to be flashy or pretty. But no, all anyone cares about is dressing up like superheroes or retweeting compliments He's been out seven months with an injured neck and he's back to change that.
0: Hide Tommy rolls up. He says he saw Davari's match last week and he did a good job. He offers a handshake. Araya accepts and Tommy leaves. Devari says he's one of the last true men around here. Someone worth
2: respect. And we go on to the main event. And it's Cedric Alexander versus Tony Neese, and there's been real back and forth action throughout this match.
0: It really has. Neese has been uh, keeping a bit of control with the sleep holes recently. He's just thrown Cedric on the apron but Cedric responded with a boot. About five minutes been caught in a submission by Tony Neese. We saw Murphy impressive earlier. And Alexander went to springboard in. Neese went for the uppercut but Alexander had scouted.
2: Plants Nice face first into the mat and up her what? He used his first rope there to bounce off.
0: And now Cedric finally back in this one after a while. And what a a match it will be at TLC between Murphy and Alexander. But if Tony Neese could get a victory here for his mate, then he will be next in line after this. There's no doubt about that. Can Cedric get rid of the bogeyman at the moment in Tony Neese, The guy can't seem to get by.
2: Alexander goes down low, takes him out.
0: And now Alexander on the apron running up, kicking Nice in the face.
2: Springboards his way in, takes out Nice, goes for a cover. Oh, what? but Nice managing to kick out.
0: Oh. Uh. Or well, Nice for a kick to the midsection, knees. And then the kick to the face, goes for the bottom kick. But Alexander jumps, hits one of his own, goes for the cover, but Nice managing to kick out. Oh. Uh. And it looked like Alexander was trying that lumbar check. Nice holding on to that second rope. And then oh. picked him up. Gutbuster. Goes for the cover. But Cedric again. Out at two. Two. <laughs> Alexander pushed him away. But so does Nice. And a oh. huge forearm.
2: Oh, my God. Running elbow. Turns Alexander inside out. Goes for the cover. Oh. oh. But the last second Alexander managing to kick out.
0: Ah. Oh. And now niece looking at Cedric, slapping away.
2: He's just going to piss off Cedric by slapping him.
0: And a bit of overconfidence. Cedric responds with a slap of his own. And that might have annoyed him. Here comes niece running with a kick. Gets caught.
2: Oh, spinning a back elbow.
0: And now springboard by Alexander. But niece catching him on his shoulders.
2: Oh, Samoan drop. I think Alexander hit the bottom rope as well on the way down.
0: Well, I think that was meant to happen, but it was effective nonetheless. And now, Nice Irish whip reversed by Cedric comes running in. Nice sends him outside. And now we're going to see Tony Nice
2: do a little bit of flying. And now
0: that is impressive.
2: Sails over the top rope, takes down Alexander. So you think that's more impressive than landing on the feet after they've hit him over?
0: To go in to dive the other way, yeah, I think that's impressive. Look at the way he
2: jumps. Fosby flop.
0: See, he jumps backwards kind of over the top. That is more difficult than jumping over forwards. The land is not as
2: efficient. He does things like that because he is the premier athlete. He is. Looks like a
0: cruiserweight. Looks like a heavyweight. Fights like a cruiserweight. He is absolutely brilliant. Not allowed to use that word anymore. But he is. He's got eight of them. Here comes the 450. Misses it. (laughs) Alexander moves. Rolls him up. No, Nice catches in one, two,
2: four.
0: Alexander gets shoulder up at two. Two. And then slam, pin, goes for the cover, but Nice gets shoulder up at two. Two. Two quick pinfalls for either man then.
2: This is awesome. Fight forever.
0: (laughs) British wrestling.
2: Oh, Cedric Alexander.
1: Woo!
0: Yeah. Uh-oh. Alex now going to go. Lumbar check. Nice holding on. Drop into an knee. Nice. East. And now forearm shot to the back. Oh, kick by Cedric. And now Lumbar check attempt again. No. Nice backs out. Into surprises Cedric.
2: Oh. Only a two
0: count. Two. Has been kicked by Cedric.
2: Knocks Nice down. Picks him up. Lumbar check. Hits this time. On, One, two, three.
0: Jobs are good. And Cedric pins Tony Neese there. Dan, what are your thoughts on this match?
2: That was a good match. Brilliant back and forth between the two guys. Um, There's no reason why Tony Neese shouldn't be going for the title very soon in the future.
0: Yeah, I think you can see that that most definitely after Cedric or, you know, Ali maybe take a step back, Nice can move forward, a little bit of feud with Buddy Murphy or someone else like that. And like there's a lot of opportunity here. We're only three episodes of this week or this month's two oh five live. We'll bring you five next month. Uh but I don't think 205 oh live's been too bad. But it's just not again, it's not been like like there's been a couple of great matches in with Buddy Murphy involved, let's not forget. But there's not been anything kind of like real standout. It's just slow build, isn't it? We know there's a match now at TLC. But apart from that, there's been nothing really great. What have you thought of this month's 205 Live?
2: I need something for the mid card. Uh, you know, you've got the upper cards, the the upper card four, I'll, I'll have to say. You know, uh, even though Tony Neese doesn't really get many opportunities, you can still say he's in like the upper four group, the the mid card, they they just don't get enough opportunities, you know, there's nothing for them to go for. They've got a couple of personal rivalries, but they don't really mean too much. Yeah. And, you know, again the problem that's the same throughout the whole of WWE is people are flip flopping face heel, heel face, you know, they don't know which way which direction they're going in and it's silly.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Murphy's just come out here. And he wants some Alexander. I'm surprised by that. Well,
2: normally he'd back away and yeah. run to the back and pull himself.
0: That's what I thought he would do. But you know, now he's realising the error of his ways. But it's not stopped Cedric.
2: He comes sailing over the top rope, takes out Buddy Murphy,
0: he stands tall. Sending a message for TLC as well. And Murphy's going to go running back in. He realises. Just save it till Sunday.
2: Tony Neese comes and attacks him from behind. <laughs>
0: No, there we go. Cedric is left standing here at Buddy Murphy. Uh, and like I say, something a little bit missing. But if it was just a cruiserweight title scene, it would be good. But they've got so much more to fit in, they need other things, don't they? So. Well,
2: do you think, you know, with Ali's recent inclusion onto SmackDown, do you think that's what they should do? Kind of uh, mix it in with the main roster? You know, we've seen the Lucha House Party going up against the Revival We've got Leo Rush, you know, stuck to the side of Bobby Lashley. We've got the Bollywood Boys or the Singh Brothers, you know, stuck to the side of um, fucking Al Jinder Mahal. You know, it's uh, they've. Do you think they 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 should be included up onto the main roster? Have a few matches there as well to keep the mid carders yeah. he?
0: I think the survivor thing was a great thing to happen. Do you know what I mean? So uh, if they could do more like that, not many people have seen. Uh, so, Mustaf Mustafa Ali thing was a great thing. Not many people have seen Ali, uh, and I really did in, enjoy that, you know. So, uh, if they can do more like that, it will be good, but they just need to give more attention to the cruise weights anyway. And let's hope this can still the show at TLC, when it's Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the cruise title. So, let's move on to news.
2: News!
0: Well, WWE Smackdown Live was taking place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, no less than two W Superstars were robbed.
2: Two. 205 Live, Cedric Alexander and... Linz Of the Lucha House Party both posted statuses to social media to say they had things taken from them. With the Lucha thing also posting a picture of his rental car and a smashed window.
0: At the time of release, it's unclear what was taken from both Superstars... However, we've always seen pictures on social media of wrestlers having spare gear bag taken from their respective vehicles while they're inside building work. And that's what's just gone down here.
2: Just Incredible.
0: Former WWE and ECW wrestler Justin Credible was reportedly arrested Tuesday on multiple charges.
2: According to Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet, Credible was charged with a misdemeanor assault violating a protection order and breach of peace.
0: Saturn noted that Credible, real-name Peter Joseph Polacco, was charged with at least three violations of a protection order, likely because he lives with his family, and many of his family members have orders for protection against his, instant occurs.
2: Credible has now been arrested three times since August.
0: Well, Saturn added that he was arrested in August for violating a protective order, and then again in September for violating a restraining order, a disorderly contact and third-degree assault. Satin also reported that Credible allegedly left W-sponsored rehab.
2: All of this has occurred in the midst of filming a documentary about his life and his attempts to bounce back from his issues.
0: Well, now 45, Credible's first big break in the wrestling business came in 1993 when he worked in Hartzman match EJ Walker. W then signed Credible to a full-time contract in 1994 and gave him the character, the Portuguese Man of War, Aldo Montoya.
2: He worked low on the card for a few years with that gimmick before signing with ECW in 1997, truly taking off under the Just Incredible moniker. He won the ECW World Heavyweight Championship once and the ECW Tag Team Championships twice with Lance Storm.
0: Credible returned to WWE in 2001 and became an eight-time hardcore champion. He left the company in 2003, then had another brief six. Since then, Credible has competed on the independent scene.
2: On the ECW theme, one week after Rhinos loss to longtime friend Heath Slater, resulting in his firing, the Man Beast supplied WWE.com with a video to address recent rumours on social media that he has retired from in-ring competition.
0: I'm not retiring. I had no plans of retiring, Rhino states plainly in the video. It apparently started after I competed in a match where he stated the loser is 5 for all, which he stated won, and a match that we were put in by Baron Corbin.
2: Rhino adds that he will continue fulfilling his contractual obligations with WWE, which includes December and January WWE live events.
0: After that, I don't know, he says. Whether I compete at WWE or go somewhere else, your guess is as good as mine.
2: And on to Big Cass. Former WWE wrestler, I'm not gonna call him a star because he wasn't. Big Cass was hosp- hosp- former WWE wrestler Big Cass was hospitalized Sunday after suffering an apparent seizure during a meet and greet for Tommy Dreamer's house of hardcore promotion. TMZ Sports reported.
0: Well, According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, I at the scene reported Big Cass was conscious and interacting with fans as he was stretchered away.
2: And Brian Elvis wrote, Heard from a few people who were there that Big Cass seemed to be okay on the stretcher outside, was awake and thanking people for their concern but they still took him away in an ambulance.
0: Big Cass, former tag team partner of WWE Enzo Mori tweeted his support to his one-time colleague. He says, To my heater with
2: a the hands. Cut the hands. Praying. Well, Xfinity's David Onda shared a clip of Dreamer speaking to the crowd about Cass's status. Dreamer confirmed Cass had a and, it, and the case was not drug related.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Dreamer can't suffered a seizure. Makes a point of saying it's not drug related. Uh, it seems a bit weird that why would he actually have a seizure instead? You know, like I said, he was released in June, uh, and he trying to make all the right—you know—he's trying to do the opposite. With Enzo More doing about comments about WWE and trying to learn from it and stuff like this. And maybe this is just a bit unfortunate. Do you feel sorry for him whatsoever,
2: Dan? Um, well, for suffering a seizure, I feel sorry for that because you know it's not a nice thing to happen to anyone. But as soon as he's okay, he's still a cunt.
0: <laughs> well, okay, let's move on to a bit of quick news. Proper news. Yeah. Finn Balor returns early from international tour.
2: Finn Balor wrestled a match in San Diego, Chile, as part of WWE's tour of South America last Wednesday. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, the Irishman returned home shortly thereafter for an undisclosed reason.
0: Balor issued an apology to fans in Buenos Aires, Argentina, on Friday after being able to attend an event.
2: He said, I'm sorry I could not perform in hashtag WWE Buenos Aires.
0: Now, Raw offered us no insight whatsoever on his status. Uh, he still wrestled, he's still scheduled to wrestle and lose to Drew McIntyre at TLC.
2: Why'd you put that bit in there? <laughs> what, that's what it says. You fucking added that. <laughs> Allegedly, Cody Rhodes turned down offer for WWE return. Yes, yeah, Cody Rhodes
0: grows more popular. The bigger the speculation likely regarding the move back to WWE. The
2: IWGP United States Champion said during a live edition of Something to Wrestle podcast he declined an offer from WWE a few weeks ago.
0: Well, at this point WWE needs Rose more than Rose needs WWE. Between his successful runs with New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor, as well as his spearheading of the All In pay-per-view, he's shown to become a major star. Major star outside of WWE.
2: There isn't a compelling reason for him to give up the freedom he enjoys and risk becoming another talented but underutilised wrestler under the WWE umbrella. But
0: But
2: I've read reports that WWE haven't actually offered a deal to come back.
0: Yeah, I know this is the weird thing about it. It's just him promoting himself again. Uh, it's okay, you know, he's saying he got offered it. He's just trying to make this kind of better. He probably knows what he's doing already, but he's just stringing everybody along. He's meant to be facing Jay Lethal for the uh, Ring of Honour world title as well at the final battle happening in December. So if he was to win that, and he's not contracted Ring of Honour, he would say, well, what's going on there? Is that well, all the all-in promotion? Would he go back to WWE? It's weird that an independent wrestler has so many options in Cody Rose, and we still don't really know the truth either. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's still good for the business in that way.
2: Well, James, good news for you. Ric Flair cleared to take bumps in the ring.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this earlier. Ric Flair turned 70 in February and had a serious medical episode in 2017. Hasn't wrestled since 2011. Still, fans might not have seen the last of an H-boy inside the square circle.
2: Well, during an interview on the Steve Austin Show... Flair said doctors have cleared him for a limited range of action.
0: He said, I have to be careful after surgery. The second surgery for hernia issues, but I literally took it easy. I didn't do anything and now I'm full speed ahead. The guys have cleared me to do anything. I'm actually being cleared to get knocked down on the ring. I don't know if you were going to use me in some capacity. And you know the clearances you have to go with the health policy, which is so, which is so adamant.
2: Flair largely stayed on the sidelines when he accompanied his daughter, Charlotte, to the ring for matches.
0: While WWE almost certainly won't use Flair in an official match, the company may be willing to give him the green light to get more physical when he shows up on WWE programming. Please don't. The last thing we need is another accident to happen on WWE television.
2: Well, we've been watching nitros <laughs> from 20 years ago, and Ric Flair had an episode on one of them. So yes. you know it's. We, we uh, don't
0: want that happening again. We don't know. Uh, on to CM Punk. Is he coming back? No, no, he's not coming back. No, no he's not.
2: Colt Cabana's lawsuit against CM Punk, which alleged a breach of contract and unpaid legal fees, was dismissed by Judge Daniel Kuback last month via PW Insider. However, since the lawsuit wasn't done with prejudice, this allows for Cabana to refile. That's exactly what he's done. And now a second lawsuit is going through the Cook County Circuit Court in Illinois.
0: Well, the latest lawsuit features the same allegations as the first name that Cabana was told by CM Punk that his legal fees would be covered by him. Cabana originally was in dollars in damages in addition to his $200,000 legal fees. The new document reveals that Punk had paid all of Cabana's legal bills until April 2, 2016 when he told Cabana that you were on your own in an email.
2: Cabana is seeking a, trial, uh, is seeking a jury trial and Punk has to respond by December 28th. A case conference is currently set for January 4th, 2019. Can we
0: never do that? If we ever have a falling out, can we not do what Cabana and Punk is doing now? Because it's awful, you know?
2: James, if we have a falling out, you'll be dead. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, to be fair, that's End probably off. true. But, I mean, it is horrible <laughs> what's going on with Cabana. Uh, and you can see why CM Punk still hates the wrestling business. <laughs> Moving on. Thanks to the venue confirming an earlier report, we have a clear picture of WWE's pay-per-view line-up in 2019, at least up to the April's granddaddy of them all in New Jersey.
2: Well, Mark Tardis, your calendars.
0: <coughs> WWE, do you want to do that without coughing?
2: Well, Mark Tardis, your
0: calendars. WWE Lane is coming to Cleveland and the queue on Sunday, March 10th. The queue inside of pre-sale starts today at 10am, so the tickets are already on sale.
2: Fastlane 2019 is in Cleveland, will be the last pay-per-view before April 7th, WrestleMania 35. Here's a schedule for main roster shows in the first quarter of 2019.
0: So we've got the WWE Royal Rumble, January 27th at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona.
2: We've got the Elimination Chamber, February 17th at Toyota Centre in Houston.
0: We've got Fastlane March 10th at the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland.
2: We've got WrestleMania 35, April the 7th at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey.
0: Well, it's one of the newer brands in WWE's pay-per-view lineup, but believe it or not, this will be the fifth annual Fastlane and the second to take place in the highest, second biggest city. It's got a B-show reputation, but at the last show before Mania, Fastlane should feature one or two storylines, which can impact the biggest event of the year. Do you
2: reckon uh, The Miz is going to get a win at Fastlane? It
0: might do. The hometown all lose badly, one or the other.
2: <coughs> yeah, maybe. Well, we go on to arrivals.
0: WWE has signed a major name, major name. for the independent scene. Walter.
2: That is Walter Hahn, and he has signed with the company, according to sources. Who so, is Walter? Uh,
0: Walter, well, we're going to tell you. Several months ago, Dave the first report that WWE was interested in, but he denied the reports at the time.
2: His deal is for the NXT UK brand, which is something he wanted to do because he wanted to be able to be home in Germany on his off days.
0: Walter is regarded by virtually everyone in the independent wrestling scene as one of the best workers out there. Jim Connett has been a critical some independent wrestlers has come out on his own podcast and praised Walter's work.
2: Um, Do we have to shout his name because it is in all caps? No. no. Walter! <laughs> his signing with WWE is likely why he dropped the PWG Championship Walter is likely to figure as one of the top heels on the NXT UK brand. He has a few more independent dates scheduled before he officially starts with NXT UK.
0: Now, as we reported earlier, WWE has begun to lock in UK talents to longer deals with higher salaries. These new deals are keeping the for of most promotions in the UK unless they have a working relationship with WWE. So we'll move on to departures. Well, NXT superstar Nick Miller has reportedly been released from the company according to Pro Wrestling Sheet and Dave Meltzer.
2: The door is said to be open for Miller to return to the company if he wants. He recently returned to Australia when his baby was born and decided to stay.
0: Nick Minner's partner, Shane said under contract to WWE. The Mighty just wrestled in NXT this past week. The match we're going to watch up next. They both signed with WWE in 2016, but never held the NXT Tag Team titles. And Fawn spent almost a year out of action with injury. who turned to the ring in September 2017.
2: Taishan Dong, also been released from the WWE Developmental Deal. Meltzer noticed that he was actually released some time ago. Dong? was a seven-foot-tall boxer from China who had an undefeated record. Dong was signed this past summer after working the October 2017 WWE Performance Centre tryouts.
0: Well, and there are also rumours on NXT UK Superstar Tucker being released before because his profile was removed from the WWE website, but his departure has not been confirmed. Tucker a veteran, participated in both WUK title tournaments. He lost in the first round to Tyler Bate in 2017 and entered your coffee in the first round of 2018 tournament. He has been used in the new NXT UK brand, so we'll keep up with that.
2: And we go on to... Hanson suffered multiple injuries during the War Games clash at WWE's recent NXT TakeOver event. Ronaldo listed off the injuries, which included broken ribs, a ruptured spleen, and multiple torn ligaments. Give me a second. The announcement stated that the War Raiders haven't competed since TakeOver on November 17th during Survivor Series weekend. This, however, isn't the case as a tag team performed at a recent NXT live event on November the 30th and on December the 1st. They would defeat Danny Burch and Amy Larkin and the team of Dan Mather, and Kona Reeves, respectively.
0: With Hanson out of action, it's unknown whether the team will be written off until he has healed up. It didn't work the recent set of TV tapings.
2: The WWE has released an official statement regarding Hanson's injuries.
0: It is now known that the War Raiders Hanson suffered broken ribs, a ruptured spleen and torn ligaments in last month's War Games match against the unsputed era. The injuries were previously unspecified were reported by Mauro Nalo on NXT.
2: Though Hanson and teammate Rowe forged a victorious unit with the NXT North American champion Ricochet and the WWE UK champion Pete Dunne against, undefe- against undeserving era in Los Angeles. The brutal confines of the war game Steel Cage took their toll on both War Raiders who haven't been in action since that night.
0: There's never a good time suffering injury, let alone as many as Hanson reportedly has during one match. Given how the War Raiders have been primed for top position with NXT, it's a shame to him suffer such an unfortunate progression. Uh, More injuries now. And Braun Strowman, as we knew, got taken out on Monday Night Raw, what was it, four weeks ago now? Yeah. By McIntyre and Lashley with Corbin. He had elbow surgery. Is he going to be back? He apparently had elbow spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, so we'll see what happens at TLC, if he'll be back or not. Becky Lynch, of course, uh, was knocked out by Nia Jax. She's cleared. She's going to compete. Apparently, she blacked out straight after the... Uh, uh, yeah. Which is, is pretty bad. But hopefully, she can be back and take it. It's weird, isn't it? Like, you go, okay, Lynch, you're ready and fit. Right, go to a TLC match. They're not one of the most brutal matches that you can get, but I suppose it's WWE. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, Daniel Bryan made his return and he pretty much went coast <laughs> to coast in a fucking yeah. greatest Royal Rumble match. So.
0: Can you do 76 minutes? That's great. Right, yeah. go do this here. Yeah.
2: Um, well, there's also reports of uh, Alexa Bliss as well. Apparently, mm. her condition has worsened and she's been forgetting things, but she actually took to Twitter and... DM'd me personally along with right. a few pictures which I will not disclose. Yeah, I'll show you later, James. Yeah, thank you. Um, but she said, them rumours are false and she hasn't been forgetting things.
0: No, there's been flu going around uh, the WWE at the moment, so there's a few people like Finn Balor we mentioned and, and others like that. But hopefully, it's weird to TLC events, the people seem to get ill before them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it just happens. Uh, but also, WWE star Dakota Kai could be set for a spell on the sidelines after appearing to injure herself.
2: The 30-year-old looked to suffer the blow at the NXT live event in Green Bay, Wisconsin on Friday.
0: Kyle was competing in a six-woman tag team match alongside Kari Sane and Canon Stray against NXT Women's Champion Shania Basler, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir.
2: Well, I'm not surprised, you know, going against such green wrestlers yeah. as them. But Cherie Crowley was in the ring throwing strikes when the incident happened.
0: She dropped to the floor for what looked like to be an injury to her knee.
2: Referee quickly shot to Kai's side and then threw up the X signal and then put it down and crutch chopped. No, and he said, suck it. Didn't
0: no he didn't.
2: He threw up the X signal with his hands, sign to medics that an injury has occurred.
0: He then quickly decided Kai wasn't able to continue in the match. They helped her limp to the backstage with fans capturing the image on their mobile phones.
2: It's nice to know that you know they care so much about someone they like to see someone getting carried yeah, off injured. No, yeah. The bout continued as a regular tag match, but fans are now waiting for further details as to the damage she suffered. But some are saying it could be a torn ACL.
0: Yeah, well, in that case, that is not great. We mentioned Dakota cut- cut actually beating the shit out of Seth Rollins in the computer game that they faced off with last month. Uh, and now, unfortunately, move on to
2: death. Larry the Ax Henning, the father of the late Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, and grandfather of WWE superstar Curtis Axel, passed away today at the age of 82. The news was announced on the Post and Couriers. The news was announced by The Post and Couriers' Mike Muniam.
0: Henning made his professional wrestling debut in 1956 and worked for the American Wrestling Association starting from the early 1960s. He is best known for his tag team, work with Harley Race, a tag team that won the AWA World Tag Team titles on multiple
2: occasions. Larry also teamed with his son Kerr and before his retirement in 1985, the father and son duo won a Pacific Northwest Tag Team Championship.
0: Henning was married to Irene and had, and the two,
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if I
0: can get through it. <laughs> Henning was married to Irene and two had five children together. The WWE released a statement.
2: WWE is saddened to learn that legendary superstar and Henning family member, the patriarch Larry the Axe Henning passed away today at aged 82 years old, following a long illness and kidney failure.
0: A five-time tag team champion in the AWA, Henning entered the sports entertainment world under the tutelage of Verne Gagne and crossed paths with some of the most illustrious performers of all time. Most famously, Henning was among Bruno San challengers challenges for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in the Hallard Halls of Madison Square Garden.
2: Though his own career was cut short due to injury, Henning's legacy spanned another two generations thanks to his son, the late WWE Hall of Famer Mr Perfect and grandson, former Intercontinental and tag team champion Curtis Axel.
0: WBX says its condolences to Henning's family, friends, and fans. And uh, it's uh, what's even more heartbreaking than than that is the fact that he outlived his own son by about you know, 16, 17 years, which you kind of never really want to do. And it's a damn shame now. Kurt Saxel, you know, I bet he's uh, he's suffering now. He's lost his granddad, of course, you know, the father and everything like that. But let's move on to NXT Update. <laughs> So here we go. It's the crown jewel of the Art podcast, Dan. It's NXT Update. And when does NXT Update start?
1: Now!
2: So it's November 28th, episode 480. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to San Jose, and we're starting with tag action.
0: Yeah, it's only Lorcan and Danny Birch versus the recently released <laughs> tm One or the Mighty. But this should be great here. One and two. It's always a pleasure to watch Birch and Lorcan team up, and Birch's got hold of Fawn.
2: Was this filmed on a Nokia 3320? <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, Thorne's shoulder's been taped. And you can see Only Larkin in there now, trying to work on it, but moves him back. And now it's Nick Miller in. Nick Miller gets chopped. Pushes off Only Larkin. Goes for the hip toss and then grabs the leg.
1: Oh.
2: Only Larkin, I kicked to the chest as he had his foot grabbed. Couple of standing switches roll up by Larkin. Oh, only getting a two count though. Two. He turns it straight into a half Boston.
0: Now, Birch comes in as well. He's got a cross face in on Miller. On Fawn. Miller's caught as well. It's going to be an early tap, no. Miller managed to get to that bottom rope.
2: Larkin and Birch, are standing strong in the ring.
0: What a great tag team these are, Bertrand Larkin. Tag team of the year. Oh, right. nice. oh my God, a distraction there by Ford Miller. In control, suplex to Only Larkin.
2: Well, he's not even going for the cover, he's just going away to wow at Only Larkin's head.
0: And I think it's a bit of a shame what's happened to the mighty rear. Really. I mean, they came in with a little bit of buzz about them. The, you know, the mighty dope as they were known on the independent scene. Came in, was involved in the Dusty Classic. Didn't really work out for him, and then like I said, a big long injury doesn't really help anybody. We saw it with Army. You know, we've seen it with a few people just at the wrong time, and then having to come back trying to fit on. Them. They've turned heels, but they've they've always kind of on the losing end, aren't they? You know, people like uh, heavy machinery. They've faced all the street profits. <clears throat> who then themselves has gone quite quite in the tag team scene. You know, I know we got the undisputed era. For War Raiders but if the War Raiders are out who is next to fill that gap
2: Heavy Machinery
0: you think Heavy Machinery deserves the next step yeah, up now I
2: think Heavy Machinery
0: are brilliant yeah, let's see if Heavy Machinery could do it I would love to see Lorcan and Birch get oh, another yeah, attempt yeah. <laughs> like, obviously but it's a shame the Marty do not work out but the opportunity is still there for them to come back if they want I think WWE needs to look at the tag team division in 2019 and I think that's a something that comes needs to be fixed a little bit especially on Raw Especially on uh, NXT as well, just to kind of thicken it out a little bit. Even on SmackDown, you can't just can't rely on Usos and New Day all the time, you know? And the bar. And the bar. You can't rely on just those three
2: teams. No, but that's all they've been doing. They've been just circling around all them three teams. Mm. But then, you know, you're forgetting for a, for a little while there, you had the... Uh... The Bludgeon Brothers as tag team
0: champions. Yeah, the yeah, Bludgeon Brothers about... I mean, Sanity have not been used. Why do they ever leave NXT if they never really had an opportunity? I mean, look how good they were last year in NXT. And now look what they're doing on the main roster. They can maybe flesh out NXT roster a little bit if they need to. We've seen Birch from NXT UK recently as well. So, you know, there's an opportunity there for him as well as a kind of veteran. Oh, Lorkinlow gets rid of Thorne. Birch comes in and he's on fire, baby. He is. He's exploding everywhere. Couple of big clotheslines. Got fawn. Tries to leapfrog but gets caught. Takes a leg out from
2: underneath him. High back body drop. Nick Menor dropped down there. And Birch had a steam. Splash in the corner. Kick to the head. Throws in Birch on the second rope.
1: Oh.
2: Bang. Beautiful drop kick turned him inside out. Nips up to his feet, and you're saying he's a veteran, he's still in fucking tip top condition. Honestly, he's he is the yeah. air.
0: One and two. And they're gonna put him away, but no here comes Miller to stop it. Throws Lorcan into Birch. Takes Birch out of the ring. And now it's Fawn and Lorcan left. I don't think Lorcan can see that well. Oh, an uppercut sends him into the corner and then running in with another one. Upper what? Oh, and only Lorcan responds with an uppercut. And if anybody can hit an uppercut, it's Lorcan. Oh! Comes in again, though. Looks like Shane Fawn was ready with a dropkick. Huge only chance. It goes behind. Oh my goodness. What an impressive back suplex that was then. Now he sends Nick Miller down.
2: Larkin's going to go flying. No, he's not, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Oh! Sails over the top <laughs> rope, takes out both members of the mighty.
0: That crazy bastard. <clears throat> Putting it all on the line here. Who's NXT chance? Birch gets tagged in. Birch has got and up on his shoulders, but oh manages to move out of the way. He...
2: Backslide and gets thrown into the person on the top, then we see that.
0: I know, yeah. And Birch gets sent into
2: Larkin. And now the mighty have got hold of only Larkin. Danny Birch is up though. Oh, Larkin thrown into Birch. And they're calling for the end here. Oh no,
0: Birch spears him. Larkin with a pin. Rolls him up and gets him. And one and two getting a victory. <laughs> Well, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Well, the Brit Ham connection gets the win. Dan,
2: what do you think? I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, again, absolutely love Lorcan and Burch.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are so entertaining. You can't not watch them and enjoy them. You know, there is definitely something about them. Uh, and, and I really like them, and I hope they get another opportunity.
2: It's brilliant. Indeed, yes.
0: We get a flashback of V.C. with free win over Adam Cole and the attack led by Bobby Fish. That put him out of action.
2: A recap of the women's title match at TakeOver is shown and that follows by an interview with Kari Sane, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai. Sane says that she accepts the referee's decision even though her shoulder was up on the third fall, but she's not done with Shania. Kai says she doesn't like seeing the horsewomen using their numbers advantage and she'd always stand up to that. Finally, Shirai says that Kari is her best friend, and she stands with her. They want all three: Basler, and Jessica, and Mary.
0: Uh, so <laughs> move on. So next match is EC3 versus Marcel Barthel.
2: Oh, after Marcel's disciplined in entrance, he's German, don't you know? They lock up when EC3 gets the better of that. Marcel refuses, shouting nine. Nigel informs us that it's German for no. Carter mocks him a bit and eventually pays for it.
0: So he's German, Dan. And yeah, we've seen German wrestlers before. We've seen Barcel before. It's
2: quite impressive. (laughs) Not as impressive as one man that comes to mind, James.
0: He's right. EC3. He is so impressive. ECNXT. And uh, I'm glad that you're now getting on the kind of... uh, the bandwagon of Ethan Carter III because I still think he's going to have a great future in WWE. Yeah, it's been a bit of a slow 2018, but if he can beat big Marcel here, then uh, I think he can get the job done. And Marcel just kicked EC3 in the head and that will not meant to happen. Well, EC3 was out wrestling Marcel.
2: What, with a side headlock?
0: Well, he was though, wasn't he? And now yeah, EC3 caught guy, the man. second rope. Marcel sent off. James
2: is he North American champion now?
0: And Marcel there on the second, very happy about what he's done. I'm not happy about him, isn't it? In the USA, chant. E C three
2: South American champion in there.
0: E C three goes for a hip toss, but Marcel picks him up, hits the air raid crash, goes Two. for the cover. Oh! But E C three managed to kick out. Ah. And now Marcel. And you're right, Dan. EC3 has been really impressive in this one. Trying to fight back now against Marcel. Pushing away. Oh, into that second turnbuckle. Punch. And now here comes EC3. Going to make him pay. Huge rights and lefts. Irish whip. Big back elbow. Slams him down. EC3. E-C-3, elbow drop, and now picks him up. Bang! Top 1%, goes for the cover, gets the job done. Easy by Mr. E-C-3. And what a great match that was. I really enjoyed it. E-C-3 showing the potential that he's got to become a major star in WWE. Well, Mister Free gets the mic and calls out Bobby Fish. He tried to end him, but he succeeded. That this doesn't involve undisputed era. He's coming for Fish's head, his knees, and everything in between because he's a little vindictive. He's undisputed in the top
2: one percent of the industry. He is E C Free. And Dominic Jakovic, formerly known as Donovan Diak, gets a teaser vid. The media try to get word with Candice LeRae as she enters the performance
0: centre, ask about her new attitude, and if as a result, what's going on with her husband? The black-clad Mrs Wrestling doesn't answer.
2: And we get Mia Yim going against Vanessa Bourne.
0: Mia offers her hand at the start, which Bourne accepts, but she uses a movement to slap Mia Yim in the face. Vanessa tries to run, but Mia quickly takes her down and survives a counter from Bourne to stay in control, until Vanessa grabs the ring skirt and uses distraction for a cheap
2: shot. She delivers a Bronco Buster to Mia's back and locks her legs then gets a near fall off a twisting suplex. Yim transitions out of a rest hold into an armbar, but Bourne makes it to the ropes. Vanessa puts her opponent on the turnbuckle, but that backfires and she gets stuck in a tarantula. A kick, a couple of drop kicks, and Mia's version of eat defeat ends it.
0: Yeah, soul food gets the job done. We learn that War Raiders were banged up at war games like we just said. We get a shot Hanson in the training room at the performance center.
2: The champ cuts a selfie pro- sh- The champ cuts a selfie shot promo from one of his dusty corners of wherever. He told us when he left he would come back the most dangerous man in NXT, and he did. When he returns next week, he wants the entire universe to do one thing: follow his lead.
0: So up next, it's the main event: it's Lars Sullivan going against Keith. Lee, I mean, this should be a, a good one. We saw the two big men on our last NXT update getting each... Fa- oh, no, sorry, I'm lying to you. We saw the two big men getting each other's faces the episode after NXT TakeOver, and now these two behemoths are going to go off. Who are you fancying in this match? Is it Keith Lee or Lars Sullivan?
2: Uh, I'm going to go for The Freak. I've seen nothing from Keith Lee that impresses me. I have no idea why he's so over. Um... I just don't see anything
0: in him. Well, we'll see if he can impress us here. moving up to the main roster. and If we're going to need a monster in NXT, will Keith Lee be the man to replace him? We just don't know, but this should be a good heavy-hitting battle. I something we don't
2: see a lot of in Well, they NXT. should have kept that seven-foot dong. They should
0: have kept, but he had a seizure.
2: No, not Big cast. Oh, right. in that wrestler you said seven-foot dong. I oh, Well, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: If you well, said that, that five, foot, foot touch yeah. Guy. If you said that five foot two piece of shit, I would. Have <laughs> it's boring. So yeah, we're gonna see the two monsters of NXT going at it, and as the smoke clears and the dust settles here, who he will be the last man standing? Last Sullivan knows his future's not in NXT, but can he make a huge statement before he leaves?
2: So, what are your thoughts on Keith Lee? Are you basking in his? I, I don't really,
0: again, I don't really get it. But it's not just because of his body type or look or anything. I just, I've, I've not seen enough of Keith Lee to kind of wet my appetite, you know? So I'll see if he can impress me in this match as he gets pushed by Lars Sullivan. Looks like he's not backing down, pushes back. Oh my god, now we're like two
2: Mack trucks.
0: They're getting into each other's faces, and here comes Lars Sullivan.
2: Pushes Keith back, and both men still warring. Oh my God! Lee looks to jump, but gets caught by Sullivan and shoved into the corner.
0: And now, huge clubbing blow to the back, after the shoulder thrust in the corner, pushing him back into the corner. Now grabbing under his face and saying, "This is my yard, long before it's yours." The word. And Keith Lee managed to power out of that. Uh, big left hands and grabbing Lars Sullivan's face. I can't remember last time I saw someone doing
2: that. Oh. Oh, well. Keith Lee paid for that because Sullivan just ran right through him.
0: Almost collapsed the lung there on impact. Lars Sullivan seems to be smirking.
2: Yes, James. He's got a smile on his face because he's going to eat Keith Lee for
0: dinner. <laughs> Here he is. Are you going to pick him up now? No, Keith Lee managed to fall out behind. Dodges under.
2: Oh! Cross body. He goes for the cover one. No. And that is it. <laughs> a one count.
0: And Lars Sullivan backing up the corner. Keith Lee, head of
2: steam. Sullivan depositing him to the outside of the ring apron now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Keith Lee's big balls back in. Gets caught with a big boot. <laughs> Over the top rope.
0: And look, for a guy his size, that is still pretty impressive. Lars Sullivan throws it back in the corner.
2: And a clubbing blow to the head. Oh, it's right from Sullivan. Follows oh, up with a shoulder bars to the midsection.
0: Now, he's not going to try and throw Keith Lee at odds, but he's going to look to try and pick him up and slam him. Just threw him about halfway across the ring. Goes for the cover, but again, Lee managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh. Sullivan's dominating now. Big clothesline.
2: Lars going up to the second turn Diving headbutt.
0: One, two No!
2: Lee again managed to get shot off at two. Two.
0: And the fans definitely behind Keith Lee, like you say, you know, he is popular.
2: Yes, James, but so was Enzo.
0: Well that is true, as Lars Sullivan clubbing blows, trying to stop Keith Lee before he even starts an NXT. He's got the big arm wrapped round Keith Lee's body.
2: Clubbing blow to the back from Lars. Knocks Lee to
0: the mat. I don't think Lee knows where he is. And oh, another strike by Lars. And Keith Lee manages to back up in the corner to Lars, but Lars still got the submission in. Not like lot Keith can do at the moment.
2: Well, a second time to the turnbuckle, and that finally breaks Lars Sullivan's grip. He goes straight back to it. Looking to back him up for a third time but Sullivan just throws him into the corner follows it up with a splash. The
0: last Sullivan got a huge grin across his face as he comes running in now. Oh! Keith Lee managed to use the top rope to jump up out of harm's way. Sullivan goes straight into the ring post. I think the ring moved a little bit there. Lee blocking the right hand responds one of his own. And again... Oh!
2: Quite impressive there by Lee. Right hand sending Lars into the corner. Comes oh, running in. Charging towards him, but again gets deposited to the outside. This time blocking Lars. Now using the rope to get back in. Over the top rope with a cross body. He goes for a cover, oh, but only a two count.
0: Two. Lars Sullivan struggling to get to his feet, and Keith Lee looks to be the strong one in this. Right, left hand. Well, from the southpaw. And another one just rocking Lyle Sullivan.
2: But that's just pissing off the freak. Oh, he delivers a clubbing right hand of his own. This is like if King Kong and Godzilla was to
0: meet. The way they're striking each other, chopped to the chest. And Lyle's with a right, right to the left clubbing blows. Oh, and the pounce there. So Lars outside, and what's Keith Lee doing? Oh! Alright, fair play.
2: Over the top, corkscrew splash. Throws back in the ring. One, two, oh. oh! But Sullivan managing to kick out. Oh. <coughs> uh oh, Keith Lee now. He's going up. Off the second moonsault. Oh! Second rope moonsault, but Lars Sullivan moves out of the way.
0: Sullivan picking him up. Oh, no. Not freak accident.
1: Oh,
2: slams him down. One, two, three. Oh,
0: Lars Sullivan beats Keith Lee. But i got to say, I was impressed by Keith Lee in that match. Dan?
2: Keith Lee has earned a little bit more of my respect. So I'm not going to put him in the same category I do as other people that I hate. But I'm still not as convinced by Keith Lee as... The NXT universes. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. But, I mean, off the top there, that was very impressive for uh, such a big man. Let's hope he can continue it. You know, down the road, like I say, Lars Following gets a victory. and moving on to uh, bigger and better things. Move on to our next episode. No, no, don't. No. Yes, we do. So, it's December the 5th, and it's... Hang on.
1: Fuck that shit.
2: Right, December the 5th, episode 481. Yes, and the opening theme plays with a crawl about the death of Dynamite Kid. Maro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson welcome us to full sail by hyping the champ's appearance later. But we start with...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and talking about wrestlers that you hate, Matt Riddle, is he up on that list of people you fucking hate now, Dan? He is up on there, yes. He <laughs> is an irritating cunt. You've got to stop hating, man. It's going to come back to bite you on the arse, you know.
2: Oh, look at him, look. Coming down wearing that stupid... Fucking thing, looking like he's standing out of his fucking box, wearing cunting fucking flip-flops, thinking he's some sort of fucking double R Barca when he just looks like a cunt. (laughs) King of bros, bro, 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 stick my little finger and my thumb up, because I'm a fucking Samoan. Fuck off, you fucking melt.
0: Well, he's going against Punishment Martinez. The six foot six Martinez just finished up with Ring of Honor in September, as a word. Of his new contract with WWE hit simultaneously, he was introduced as part of the new Performance Centre class a few weeks later, along with old training and tag partner Matt Riddle.
2: It was that old friend who Punishment debuted against, but why was he treated lesser than?
0: Well, let's see what happens here as it's Riddle versus Martinez. So are you impressed by the look of Punishment Martinez then?
2: Yes indeed, He uh, he's certainly someone I can get behind, he looks like an evil bastard, a bit of a watered down uh, Alistair Black.
0: Yeah I know, yeah well, Puerto Rican heritage was in Ring of Honour, see if he could do well here tonight.
2: Well he's, he's in his debut match, there's a lot of hype building around him so uh, hopefully he can go over this fucking complete knob jockey.
0: Well both men at the performance centre at the same time. Put
2: some shoes on your twat. <laughs>
0: Matt Riddle, they staring at Martinez. And it won't be the first time they faced off.
2: <coughs> Stupid fucking mushroom toe on his fucking left-hand side cunt.
0: We get a dueling chance as well. Let's go Riddle, punishment. Colorado Colo top to start. Punishment backs up Riddle, but not for long.
2: And they're jostling about into the corners.
0: Riddle managing to switch. Of course, he's got MMA training. And Martinez pushed him back. Riddle telling him to bring it on. Riddle just too quick for Martinez at the moment. It jumps on the back. He's got the sleeper in. Oh! And Martinez rolls back. Right and Riddle breaks it, but not for long. Martinez rolls through again.
2: Big right hand, though. Spins the jaw of Riddle.
0: Well, that was huge. Now back to the corner. Martinez comes in. Riddle moves again. And now the kick's right to the chest. And a huge forearm to the face. Going to build some momentum again. Oh.
2: Spinning kick to the jaw, though. Sends Riddle down. One, two, three.
0: Oh, oh no. no, Martinez can't get Riddle down. Imagine the kick out. Oh. Riddle comes running in, hits big back up. Martinez comes running in, hits an elbow. Then a couple of big right hands. Did you just hear that? Martinez.
2: father defeated Chuck <laughs> Norris. No, he Martinez. didn't. Martinez. His father is a liar.
0: Martinez's father beat Chuck Norris in the 70s, Dan. No, he's a
2: liar. You,
0: But you love Chuck Norris.
2: Yeah, and Martinez's father is a liar.
0: <laughs> well, Martinez just slapped down Riddle.
2: He probably beat someone that looks like Chuck Norris.
0: Riddle now fighting back with punches and strikes. Goes for the overhand chop but gets blocked. Martinez got with a choke. And Riddle with a kick just won't stop. Goes for a closer Martinez blocks. Goes for his own clothesline. gets caught. Kicked to the head by Riddle. And they're just the strikes, and they're trying to get the arm. And he's got the prime mission. Martinez is fighting. Oh my god, clubbing blows, and Martinez
1: taps.
2: Riddle wins. Well, Martinez has been crossed off my list of people <laughs> to get behind. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, I can't believe that Riddle wins quite. Well, I won't say easily. It was back and forth for only the three minutes that it lasted. I suppose. But uh, shocking there for that. Dan, what are your thoughts on the match?
1: Uh,
2: well, you know, you build up someone, bring them in, and then they get dropped by this fucking gimp.
0: Yeah, I don't mind Riddle. Uh, I'm not saying that because you hate him, but the way he wrestles and that, yeah, it's no, he's not going to wear any boots, but... He's clubbing blows and his strikes and his... His, his strikes
2: ain't too bad, but it's just his general persona that I can't fucking stand. Oh, yes, yeah, an he's awful... An yeah. irritating cunt.
0: Yeah, he's got, like, you know, he's the kind of one of those surfer dudes, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He, like, no,
2: he's just an irritating bro, bro, bro. Well,
0: I, I hate people associated with bros anyway, so, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. We move on, though,
2: Dan. Yes, and we get a hype video for Ricochet transitions us into an earlier today interview with the media. The North American champ points out that he's yet to be pinned on a takeover. As to what's next, he plans to defend his title next week. He heads off to talk to General Manager William Regal about that. And we're informed Regal approved and Ricochet will have an unnamed challenger next Wednesday.
0: Ooh, heavy machinery pumping weights kick off a segment where Tucker Knight talks about what they've learned since the title shot against the AOP and how they'll be living clean and going for everyone who's been put in front of them. Their NXT careers won't be completed until they get the tag titles and they want a shot at the Undisputed
2: Era. Shakes and weights, baby. Shakes <laughs> and weights. Regal's announcement about the Fatal 4 way to determine the number one contender to the women's title is shown and we get a couple of quick clips of Bianca Belair qualifying at a house show last weekend. Three spots are to be decided for the December 26th match to determine Shania Bazza's opponent at TakeOver, Philly!
0: <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> and up next, it's Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler with Jackson Riker versus Humberto Cully and Raul Mendoza. Just going to watch it, because we've not seen any Forgotten Sons yet, and uh, we're just seeing Cutler and Blake. Of course, Blake used to team up with the Cruiserweight champion, and they get the victory here. I mean, what are your thoughts of um, the Forgotten Sons, Dan?
2: Yeah, you know, you can... Uh... Is, uh, is a name like a kind of a digger that they've been forgotten? Uh, yeah, you know.
0: <sighs> it looks like they're going for a, a James Storm impersonation contest, you know it what I mean? Indeed, like, <laughs> they're all kind of gruff uh, and that kind of way, you know. It's it's a little bit kind of, oh, okay, what are you doing with that? But, you know, it's,
2: uh, still it's all right, I suppose. Indeed, yes. Kathy Kelly interviews the Velveteen Dream who now has the power to get music played on a set lit in purple with a of his fingers. Once he's done that, he answers Kelly's question about what's next for him. Everyone is talking about the dream, even Triple H. So you could say he's won. As to what's next, he snaps his fingers and changes the set back to normal and says, leaving here. Oh my
0: God, Velveteen Dream is just so awesome, is We get the undisputed era in, new more secured spot. Adam Cole asks if they made sure the doors were locked. That covered Bobby Fish at just as easy for his EC3's challenge from last week. He's mistaken, thinking Fish. He's just another guy. He's the guy he should have warned about. Roger Strong wonders who's left for he and Kylo Ryder to face. Now they have injured war raiders at war games. They laughed off street profits and the mighty. Then Cole wonders about those construction workers' heavy machinery. He mocks their six-month undefeated streak. And Cole does their closing gimmick.
2: Amaro Ronaldo gives us an update on the Raiders, telling us Hampson is recovering from broken ribs, a punch of spleen and torn ligaments he suffered during the War Games match two weeks ago.
0: And now we get Shania Basil versus Dakota Kai. And, of course, these um, two out of the six women who uh, have been feuding recently, haven't they? Ever, ever since Kari Sane got screwed out of the NXT Women's Title at takeover, a uh, decision I'm still upset about, Dakota Kai and... Of course I uh, Io Shiai came and helped her out but here in this match she's come out alone to cut kai and uh, Marina Shafir and Jesmy Duke are in base's corner and base there after a easy start just slammed Dakota cut kai into the ring post
2: so have you would you say you've uh, slightly cooled down on the queen of spades I'm, I'm I yeah I I've got to
0: say right I thought she could possibly be kinda of like the next Oscar in that way and I realised that she's too weak, you know? She she won't be. I think yeah, I, I I got behind her, not behind her, I I thought she was saying that she was not. And I'm disappointed that the fact that she has to have Jasmine Drew and Marina Shafir in there, screwing over people like Kyrie Sane who deserve the title more than she does. I, I, I think I have, you know. I used to say she's the most dangerous woman in NXT. I don't think she is anymore. I think she's running scared, and I think she needs to get a comeuppance sooner rather than later. Uh, and I think someone with Dakota Kai, you know, I've I've grown so much more, you know, respect for her in the past couple of months, seeing the way she can perform. Uh, you know, I really want her to get an opportunity as well, along with Eo Shirin, who I picked in the May Young Classes. So, most definitely, you know. I think with Baszler, it's just... It's getting to be the same thing over and over again. It's the kind of Brock Lesnar champion. Do you know what I mean in that way? What do you think of Basin? and well, that? Well, that pre- is
2: that is a very long way. You was right. <laughs> that is the longest way I've heard it, but I'm going to take it anyway. And yes, James, I was right.
0: Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: you made it all about you, didn't you? Well, my um. As I say, you know, it's. I've made it no secret. I've not been the biggest fan of Shania Baszler, and you know, your statement goes to prove it as well. It's uh, if they was going to build her up, they should have built her up something similar to his version of uh, what they're doing with Ronda Rousey. But they've they have made her look really weak, having to have not one but two women by her side to win a match and get a victory. It's it's kind of like you know, it's spoil. What is going to be made of the four horsewomen, basically?
0: Yeah, this is the thing. They could have had bases being the dominant champ and then always have Rousey having an nineer, and that could always lead to a match down the road. Now, you know, Rousey's just going to easily beat anybody put in front of her, even if it's part of the four horsewomen in the MMA. You know, they look stupid anyway. And the, my other problem is they are green as anything. You know, they are starting out, and they don't know shit. And unfortunately, we you know about Dakota Kai's injury now happening in the match with these women involved. And like we said, it's probably not their fault. But is is this stuff that is going to happen? You know, but it is going to see Jessica. It
2: is. Can a we do Jess. a referee of the year, Jessica Carr. Yeah,
0: be referee. Referee of the year to be Jessica. Oh no, no, nah, nah. no. Charles Robinson. We bet you could do that as lifetime achievement. And Dakota Kai now back in a match, kicking down Baszler. Double foot stump. Kai's is going to get this. One, two. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Basil managed to kick out. Ah! And now Basil got the arm of Kai. Kai's climbing up, but Basil still got part of her. Now going up to climb.
2: See, in my personal opinion, I still think Basil's a bit green, and yeah, as is uh, Ronda Rousey. I would agree with you. Kai's just not Basil
0: off. Oh, but Baszler responds with a kick. I think Baszler's further along than Ronda Rousey is. But again, I don't think... (coughs) Again, I don't think she's all... There! Oh, my God. Gut-wrench superplex there by Baszler.
2: See, when Kari saying first, come in, if she'd have continued that dominance throughout, then she'd have been an unstoppable force.
0: Mm. Baszler's got hold of the arm of Kai. Kai kicking her, though.
2: See, Dakota Kai has actually come on a very long journey. You know, she's she did start off running scared from Shania Baszler. And now she's going toe-to-toe with her, and she's even got the upper hand.
0: Yeah, that's the whole thing about character development, though. It's the strength for them. The Baszler rolls through, might have a Kirafudi clutch on. And if Kai can't get to the rope, there's no choice but to tap. Well, and that's it. Is. See, and that's better... But they're not always treat Baza like. That, do you know what I mean? Like that's a dominant. That's her at a most dangerous. Yeah. Without the fact of Duke and Shafir getting involved, well, maybe they should have done because it makes Kai look a bit weak now after what they've done here. <laughs> but obviously, you've got you know, Kai's the um, what's the word? You, you know, she's the one one's going to get targeted, and you know, it's going to be Shai, Shai, and um, Sane as a kind of tutted two- more statement sent there what do you think of the match Dan anything
2: Um, I, I was more impressed with uh, Dakota Car than I was Shane Basler
0: I think I've got to say that as well you know
2: anyway move on yeah Dominic Djakovic gets another promo vid and we learn we'll get EC3 versus Bobby Fish and Ricochet versus a mystery opponent next week
0: NXT champ Tommaso Chumper enters the arena with Goldie over his shoulder and a mic in his hand. He says, with another takeover in the books, he's again NXT's MVP. He's a man of his word. He ended the fairy tale, shat the mystique and turned the dream into a nightmare. Yet still we refuse to believe in him. He points out a few fans and then at Morro, say none of us believe in him but Mamma Mia. There he stands, where he is said and done. His title reign will go down as the greatest in NXT. Children will study him. He's 2018 Sports en- and he's 2019 Sports Entertainer of the Year. And then, as the Black's music plays,
2: Black rises on stage and makes his way to the ring with a mic in hand. Chomper holds the belt up in his face while the fans chant for Alistair. He tells us that in LA, he stood toe to toe with Johnny Gargano. And absolves him of his sins. Sins the puppet master Chomper caused. But he'd absolve Tommy of his sins. Because he's invoking his NXT title rematch for Phoenix. But here comes Johnny.
0: Gagana comes out and says. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Things between them aren't done until he says they are. They get chin to chin to start jawing, and the champ says, I love it when you leave Johnny wrestling in the back and bring out Johnny Badass. He said he knows what it's like when a gets fixated on something. It looks like he's fixated on Alistair. He saw them tear it up and take over, and the only thing missing was it should have been them in the cage. So he's just talking, but if it were him, he wouldn't be satisfied until he's finished things in a steel cage match.
2: Well, Chomper gets the crowd chanting for it and Johnny snaps, saying if that's what the people want, then that's what they'll do. Black is enraged too, saying Gagano needs to remember he showed him mercy, but that's over now. He'll fight him here in a parking cage. in a He'll fight him here in a steel cage or in a parking lot. Johnny snatches the parking lot line and uses it to remind Alistair that he was the one who put him on the shelf for three months. And when they get in the cage he's going to do worse. Alistair tries to unleash a black mass kick, but Johnny dodges and bails. Instead, Black hits Chomper with one, and while he's laughing on the apron, then accepts the match.
0: I mean, what a fucking uh, segment it was, Dan. What are your thoughts on it? I
2: thought it was absolutely (laughs) brilliant. You know, you've got the puppet master Chomper in there. You know, he should have been facing Alistair Black for his, you know, rightful uh, rematch. But he's kind of passed the buck on and says, look, Johnny freaking badass is out here. You should fight him. Uh, you know, you would have thought that the kind of feud rivalry between these two guys would have been over by now because, you know, it was set to an end yeah. when he absolved him of his sins. But Johnny Wrestling obviously isn't over that. And as Chomper says, when Johnny gets fixated on something, he's fixated on <laughs> it. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's you, you see a kind of difference because, you know, he didn't even look at Chomper throughout any of that, he didn't even engage with Chomper. He was just looking at Aleister Black, talking to the crowd. And, you know, you, you can see that he's fixated on Aleister Black, and it is good.
0: Yeah, it is brilliant storytelling. Chomper kind of, you know, manipulating everybody and still getting caught. So it makes Aleister Black look good. So it makes Johnny Gagala look good. It's just great storytelling, different ways of doing it. Uh, all the while, just keeping NXT just kind of watch, uh, a must-see program, you know. Anyway, move on, and Ricochet's Open Challenge for the North American Championship is the hype match for the NXT episode today. Will Ricochet drop the strap to move up to a new challenger for the Chumper's NXT Championship, or will this just be a non-event? Without reading the spoilers, it's hard to tell. Additionally, EC3 will attempt to get his pound of flesh when he takes on the undisputed era's Bobby Fish, after Fish attacked EC3's knee a few weeks back. What else to go down on this week's episode? Let's get to the action, right?
2: Yes, it is 12th of December. It is episode
0: 482. We open with a hype video 3C3 versus Bobby Fish. And Ricochet's open challenge for the North American Championship.
2: Standard NXT opening credits and we're taped, originally taped, 28th of November from Full Sail. Mauro welcomes us to the show and makes a holidays reference.
0: Later tonight, Meeam versus Rainer Gonzalez. The winner gets a spot in a fatal four-way to serve number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship.
2: Also later tonight, Ricochet puts the North American Championship up for grabs in an open challenge.
0: Undisputed Era's music hits, and the entire group is out. Fish is the only one dressed to compete. Cole plays the tag like a guitar—always a good sign. They hit the ring, and Cole cuts the promo, putting over the faction and burying EC3, thinking that coming to NXT would elevate his career. Great way to put talent over, by the way.
2: <clears throat> yes, Cole claims that 2018 was merely the beginning of a decade of dominance for the undeserving era at NXT. Either of these guys at NXT? I'll take it. At least I leave the main roster alone. S- EC3's music hits and he's out alone. So, I
0: mean, you've got to back me now. I know you hate EC3. Oh, yeah,
2: I'm all behind. Well, as I say, you know, my problem isn't with the undeserving era. My problem is is with the main guy.
1: Evan then baby.
2: And, but yeah, I will go for EC3 on this.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. So you can help me out because EC3 is awesome, even though it's a four on one. That's right. Four on one and EC3 is not scared about that. He's going to face them. And fish on the apron brings him in the hard way. You believe that fish can fly.
2: <laughs> Flying fish.
0: Call EC3 now. Boots to the face. The punches as well. Fish target the knees. Injured his knee, hasn't he? No,
2: both men have got injured.
0: Look at that EC3, just too strong.
2: I think with EC3, he's slightly too big.
0: Yeah, he should be in WWE, shouldn't he? Already,
2: you're right. Not his stature, (laughs) I mean his size. I think if he wasn't as bulky. I think he'll be able to move a lot quicker and he'll be able to do a lot more.
0: Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I think with that, he's got more of a kind of superstar look about him. Uh, my problem with him, I think he's too tan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: don't want to, you know. Yeah, he does cut up on the tan. Yeah,
0: he's, he's like, well, yeah, go all in, you know.
2: Can you see him in his budgie smugglers outside <laughs> with his legs akimbo? With his little fucking I don't know, yeah. reflective panel. Oh, uh, God. <clears throat>
0: And now Bobby Fish on the outside of EC3 don't go out there.
2: Every room in his house has a tanning bulb. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, Fish, he gets thrown in. It's like a lumberjack match at the moment.
2: Well, yes, hopefully EC3's friends are come out if there's uh, any numbers. to Well, Ricochet and Pete
0: Dunne should be around somewhere. Why don't they come out and help?
2: They're busy being champions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair play, fair play. <clears throat> you, you can right.
2: have uh, heavy machine. Yeah, give it Heavy Machinery. Oh, you can have Heavy Machinery, yeah. War no. Street Profits, I think, are more EC3's
0: colour. Well, Ricochet should come out because he's feuding with Adam Cole, isn't he?
2: Well, no, Adam Cole's feuding with Ricochet. (laughs) Adam Cole wants his title back that he held for about 10 minutes.
0: Oh, my God. Well, EC3 dominating Fish, but O'Reilly and Strong up on the apron, and no surprise.
2: Distracting EC3 and Bobby Fish... Goes for the chop block to the injured knee.
0: I had to go at Baszler. I'm having to go at Lees as well. I've had enough of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, se- I seriously am tired. I don't know if it's because I've been watching stuff from 1998 and the amount of NWO interference, but like jumping up in the apron and people getting involved. I'm just bored of it, Dan. You know, what do you think?
2: Is that another long way of saying I am yet again right? <laughs> no. James, just get in line behind the D train, baby. No. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Well, what I, I have I said from the beginning? Yeah. Exactly. So you're saying what I've alliterated every time these cunts are out on screen. Yeah. Yes, it is annoying. Yes, it does make them look weak every time they need to have other people get involved in their matches to get them a victory. And if they lose, as well as the advantage, it makes them look even more weaker as when they win when they other people join in.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So, you know, yeah, it is. My point exactly.
0: Ah, <sighs> bad, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, but you're agreeing with what I've said? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, uh, fish, just targeting the knee. No matter what happens here, it's not going to be good for EC3. Even if he gets a surprise pinfall victory, victory and then they come in. in and then beat the shit out yeah. of him. So, this is not looking good either way.
2: But then again, does that make EC3 stupid? I mean, you know, he must have seen these kind of This He must have seen
0: even for the past year. Yeah. And thought, hang on a minute here.
2: You and know, why don't I just call on three guys yeah. to come down and, you know, if something does happen, then they got my back.
0: I, my problem is not with Undisputed Era, it's with Fish. But Undisputed Era always get involved when I fight Fish. So, you know, again, I'm not calling easy 3 an idiot, but maybe a little bit less tanning, more, you know, more going through strategy for matches rather than phoning Dixie Carter.
2: Yes, indeed.
0: But anyway, I mean, he's the same colour as his boots.
2: He's the same colour as the ref.
0: I thought he was wearing bare feet like Matt Riddle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: anyway. He's darker than the rock.
0: Rolls him up. One, One two, three. three. Gets the win. I'm Get out of there, era. quickly. Get out of there, no, quickly. No, go, no, no, go. no, 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 no. shit kicked out of him. I honestly <laughs> haven't seen this, and yet I knew this was going to happen. Well done, EC3. He gets a victory. He's the One, winner. and only he's the winner here. I don't think Ricochet likes yep. him.
1: Yeah! Heavy hey, machinery. I <laughs>
0: said you can have him. <laughs> Come, tucker Knight. Oh, it's Dozer, Mitch. yeah, Dozer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely Boom. love Dozer. <laughs> Taking them out. These two big men. <laughs> it's nice. Easy free Finally got a couple of
2: friends. It's two on four. <laughs>
0: And they're doing it. Aye, they're doing it. Well, EC3 wins and Undisputed Era. <laughs> Get a bit of comeuppance. Oh.
2: Handsome Carlo Riley gets dragged <laughs> into the ring by his legs.
0: Oh, on the shoulders of EC3. Oh! Top 1%. Yes, I finally like NXT James, again. James, what
2: are we going to say? W O R M.
0: Here he comes. Boom. Oh. And that's a statement sent by Heavy Machinery and EC3. I'm loving that, Dan. What are your thoughts?
2: Stakes and weights. Yeah. Finally, EC3
0: doesn't look like a complete idiot. Could he finally get some help? Oh, my God. Let's hope that continues. Um, Quick question for you. I know you hate Undisputed Era. Is this a little bit of a step down from Undisputed Era after the last feuds? So we you know you see you see war raiders you see Ricochet Pete Dunn is are they feuding with EC3 and and
2: no I'm not saying you know. it's a step down because someone else is getting a chance you know because at this point in time it looks like Heavy Machinery are gonna be going for the tag team titles which is good yeah Adam Cole's kind of out of Ricochet's picture so Ricochet's gonna get another challenger which is good. And, you know, so it's going to kind of change things up so that not the same people are getting the same opportunities over and over again.
0: Yeah, no, I, exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, NXT needs to freshen up every once in a while, doesn't it? Uh, two weeks ago, Lorcan and Birch beat the Mighty and they got attacked after the Bell. We all remember that. Up next, a rematch of Lor- Lor- Lorcan and Birch versus the Mighty. The Mighty were out first and Lorcan and Birch were out next and they're all business.
2: We might as well see the last mighty yeah. don't-nil tag match ever in NXT history. This is the thing. And of
0: course, they're going to get to the tag team that we we love. And now they've got matching trunks as well. well. They're not red and black. Yeah, it's cool. I like it.
2: It's like little badges as well, so we know we transmit. match. If that
0: Brit-Am connection. And they're not stopping around now. Here we go. Nick Miller in there with Danny Birch and Shane Fawn and Lorcan are fighting.
2: And they've all gone to the outside.
1: It's
0: got a little bit
2: personal, but here comes Lorcan. Sailing over the top rope, taking out both members of the
1: mighty. <laughs> you got to love only Larkin.
2: See, it ain't pretty, but it's effective. Exactly. And he throws <laughs> Shane Fawn back in. Looking to run the ropes, but Fawn hits him with a big elbow. Lorkin responds in kind. <laughs> Looking to chase Larkin again, but he catches him with an elbow. Oh my God. How can one attempt into a powerbomb?
0: Now he's got the half-Boston. Oh, Nick Miller in but gets caught with a couple of chops. We've done that
2: ten minutes
0: ago. Yeah, right, mate. Mate. Oh my god, Fawn there, back spinning suplex. Mamma
2: mia! He hit him with a back <laughs> suplex
0: <laughs> Alright, Mario, calm down. Tags in Nick Miller who's got only Lorcan. I don't want to give away my commentator of the Year award for <laughs> W R. but Oh me, thank you.
2: That's <laughs> fine. All my family. Alright, alright, we'll see what happens. My dad, my nan, my granddad
0: up there. We'll see what happens. Big up, pops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that looks like the mighty are in control. Lorcan, oh, take Danny Birch off the apron. Birch now's in there, not legally, but taking out Nick Miller. Lou yeah. Press takes
2: down Miller. Austin, Austin
0: says he's allowed to do it because he loves him so much. The English Austin. Yeah. That's basically who he is, Birch. <laughs> it's the English Break Austin. Tight. What? What? Goddamn kid. i fool you in there. And Nick and Shafon caught in the corner. Stop up in Seguri. Each. And Danny Birch is on fire, baby. A twin
2: to Jason Statham. <laughs> he I is.
0: Drop kick. He must have got the. Mamma
2: mia! He hit him with a drop kick off the top.
0: Whilst Dan was doing his Maya, and only Lorkins in now. Looks like to over a doomsday device. Mamma
2: mia! He's got him on his shoulders.
0: He meets Nigel McGuinness.
2: Mamma mia. <laughs> no, he meets him. <laughs> Hello. Hi, James. I'm Nigel McGuinness here, and I am watching this alongside Nigel Ronaldo.
0: All right. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> oh, it didn't work. Uh, look at Fawn. He's picked up. Uh, look at Nick Milley. He's picked up Fawn.
2: Superplexed into a powerbomb on his own partner. Powerbomb, your own partner. That's why he left. <laughs> He's full of cover. Imagine a kick out. Well, Danny Birch speared him on to break up the count. Oh. Out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was getting there. I know,
0: I was going to say. I suppose it's like the Dudleys. You know, D-Von eventually got tired of being asked for tables. Mick- Nick Miller got bored of getting powerbombed. Shane Thorne got bored of getting powerbombed. And now they're looking to put... Well, again, that away. didn't
2: work. They tried it twice in the last match. It didn't work. Once here.
0: But Miller's got a lot of power. Oh, power slam. Oh! Shane Fawn off. Only Larkin into Danny Birch in the corner, cannonball style. Miller went for the cover, but Birch managing to kick out. Oh. Larkin managing to kick out. Oh. oh my god, now the Mighty again foul with the move. Double DDT by Larkin.
2: It's a double DDT, not a double DDT! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mamma mia!
0: I like Mario Ronaldo.
2: He would though.
0: Your cunts <laughs> like pants. My wrestler is Adam Cole, and look at this! Knocking, grabbing the face of Miller, slapping away.
2: Getting fired up now, slapping both members of the Mighty. They both try to slap him.
1: Oh, oh. and then they
2: inadvertently hit each other.
0: That's why he left. And then, oh my God, Nick Miller sent it to ring post. Birch has tagged himself in. Headbutt. <laughs> Picks them up for the suplex. Oh, my God. Draping DDT. One,
2: two, three. And that's why they left.
0: My God. Victory there. How impressive the Birch and Lorcan look. Are they a great tag team? Was it just me, Dan?
2: They're fucking amazing. They really are,
0: aren't they? They're really, really impressive. And it's a shame that... The mighty are leaving because they're just starting to get a little bit of traction here in NXT. I thought they were quite cool in that match.
2: They are as well, yeah. You know They're starting to get a lot of traction after losing (laughs) to the Bret Ham connection.
0: Fawn slapping. (laughs) Nick Miller getting (laughs) Fucking idiots. Well, we're missing, but hopefully we'll be back soon. But I'm sure Lorcan and Birch will be looking to regain a chance to win the NXT Tag Team Titles. It.
2: Well, next we see the announced team and they send us to a video package about last week's main event segment between Gagano, Chomper and Black.
0: Next week, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gunn. A steel cage match.
2: Meanwhile, last night, Gagano cut another cell phone video promo in the parking lot. He's not scared of Black, he's not a sinner and he's done nothing wrong. Black has simply been at the wrong place. At the wrong time. To show he's not scared of facing black in a cage, Gagano kneels in front of a barricade to simulate he's inside a cage and finishes off the promo there. A great promo that adds to the build of the cage match.
0: Later tonight, Ricochet will take on anyone in the world.
2: Up next, Mia Yin versus Gonzalez to see who goes to the fatal four way match.
0: Next, another Die Jack. And I, Dija, What's his fucking name? Djakovic. Next, another Jackovic hype video airs. He's on Tapford next week.
2: Meanwhile, Kathy Kelly's backstage with her three NXT horsewoman. Kathy asks Shania what she thinks of the Fatal 4-Way, and Shania's not worried. Anyone she faces will take home a hospital bill, a uh, local medical facility bill. Kathy asks Duke and Shafir about the Shirai Kai challenge, and they both laugh. Shania says they're ready and they accept any challenge that Shirai and Kai want to make.
0: Next, we see the Regal tweeted yesterday that Lacey Evans had advanced to the fatal four-way match. This was by way of her uh, beating Zia Lee at live event over the weekend. We see some footage of Evans hit the
2: women's right to advance. Women are never right. That's <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Yeah, you would though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mia Yim is out for the Fatal 4-Way qualifying match. Reina Gonzalez is out next and is carrying a bull rope with a cowbell on it. Huh?
0: We need more cowbell. Next, uh, the match is Mia Yim versus Reina Gonzalez. and The winner gets a chance at the Fatal 4-Way qualifying.
2: I'm really pleased with how they handled Mia Yim so far. I also really like they casually mentioned on commentary that she's roommates with Shania Baszler. The, perpet- the potential for fun there down the road is great. Anyways, in this match, Mia does the typical stuff you do when you have a much larger opponent, mainly guillotine submissions and a bunch of strikes. Works perfectly here since Yim is a great striker and they can play up she's learned submissions from Baszler. After a flurry of strikes, Yim hits soul food for the win.
0: We get an updated 4-way graphic which shows Belair, Evans and now Yim with one spot remaining.
2: Meanwhile, Ricochet is backstage getting ready for his open challenge.
0: Back from the break, Alistair Black is in a smoky room and cuts a promo on Gagano. He says that Gagano is beyond absolution, beyond redemption, and all that is left is a total annihilation of Gagano. Black vows to make Gargano fade to black after the cage match. Is it just me, or have Black promos been getting better and better lately?
2: They seem more serious. Yeah, they do. And don't it's, they. I do like this absolution of sins as well. It's cool, is it? It's like a kind of yeah. little
0: thing that you can say, you know, like burying. You know, when um, I'm taking, you know, burying the poems and stuff like that, the cat's actually got meaning.
2: It, yeah, indeed. And uh, that, is, that is absolutely brilliant. And I just love the way they've been yeah. doing it, the way they've been hyping it and building it. Uh, next week, Black versus Gagano in a steel cage.
0: Also next week, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir versus Io Shiai and Dakota Kai.
2: Or is that Shy N Kai?
0: <laughs> well, that will be on the WNR for January. But Match 4 is Ricochet versus. Let's find out your man hoo, North American title. Hoo, 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 hoo. Who could it be? Would it be someone we love? Someone we hate? Would it be Mojo Rawley?
2: No. I recognise that music.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. It's one of my favourites. If
2: he's carrying a selfie stick, <laughs> I'm switching off now.
0: No. No, he's not. You can see the boots.
2: He's listened to me. Yeah! He's not having a selfie stick. See, I don't mind that. You
0: don't mind that.
2: He's not carrying a stupid selfie stick.
0: Oh right. So he's just got the phone. It's Tyler Breeze. I am so pleased, Danny. You happy to see Tyler Breeze back in NXT? I'm
2: happy to see he's back and without the selfie without stick.
0: Without the stick. you hated him. Selfie stick was one of those
2: things that selfie you... stick wielding. Cunt. Oh
0: yeah, it was honestly that kind of. A... That was your first real hate, wasn't it, on the podcast?
2: Oh, I might have to say. I might there. have to
0: say, yeah, that's that's pretty early on. Tyler Breeze, Prince Pretty is back, mm, gorgeous, <clears throat> and of course, Fandango recovering from his injury.
2: Are you glad he's not part of the Fashion Police, or is he still part of the Fashion Police? I do not know. I, I, I don't know. He's kind of got the Fashion Police style trunks on. If you have a look at him,
0: yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's good to see him, and hopefully, you know, he can do a bit of NXT work, and you know. If he's successful, stay down a little bit or come back up to the main roster once Fandango's there. I think there's a lot of people sort the of roster that you can do it with. And Ricochet's basically got an open challenge. And it's Tyler Breeze. And what a great match this should be.
2: Well, James, one of my first hates, but one of your first podcast loves. I mean, I've got actual footage and notes of you saying that he is going to be big.
0: Tyler Breeze, honestly.
2: And, you know, you're saying he could be the next Shawn Michaels if he was an inch or two taller and slightly bigger built. Yeah,
0: he's he's definitely got the potential. He could still in this match, hopefully. This will be a showcase of what he's all about. The weird thing is, he's not the smallest man in this match. I think he's got a lot of potential. There's there's so much I like about Well,
2: James, you know, we're nearly 200... I'm nearly 200... Well, I'm over 200 podcast-wise, if you include the extras. And... We'll see if my opinion on Tyler Breeze has changed from the first time I saw him as a South E-building cunt.
0: Yeah, let's see what you think about Tyler Breeze in this match. And Tyler Breeze, ricochet chance.
2: Tyler's gorgeous. Tyler
0: is gorgeous. You're right, Dan. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. (laughs) What are they (laughs) chanting? Colin Elbow tie up to start. Oh, beautiful hip toss. North American on the line, and look at this—very it, Shawn Michaels. Up on their ring, just taking his time. It's where he feels his most confident. Obviously,
2: you actually know that he was really nervous about this match.
0: Really, yeah. Well done, Tyler. I love Tyler. Brick. I want to give him a <laughs> hug. He's one of those guys with and I met. I want to hug him.
2: Ask Mark Tardis. Yeah. If you if you want to hug another man. What is your reasons beyond wanting to hug him?
0: And Ricochet there rolling through. So is Tyler Breeze. Sped up a little bit. Rolls down. Got my head scissors. Breeze again rolls. Nip up by Ricochet. Beautiful drop kick. And Tyler Breeze has to get a harm's way. And that's how quick the action can be here.
2: Well, you're not safe on the outside if Ricochet's in the ring.
0: Oh, and there's Ricochet off the stairs. Like I said, so quick. And Tyler Breeze now. Trying to block it a little bit. Goes for the cover on Ricochet. Turns it round.
2: Half Boston Crabs. Half Boston Crabs.
0: Yeah, now he's got it in. Ricochet could be in trouble. Must be the go-to submission at the moment. Ricochet manages to get to that second
2: rope. Kicks off Tyler Breeze. Delivers a back elbow to the jaw.
0: Oh, but Breeze. Nice shot to the midsection. Oh! Comes running in. Ricochet rolls and then hits a big clothesline. Breeze on the outside now.
2: Ricochet rolls over the top rope, lands on the apron. Breeze swipes the legs. This is good. Ricochet comes flying out.
1: Oh! oh. But
2: Breeze hits him in the chest with a drop kick.
0: Oh my God! And Breeze there, right on target. We might have a new North American champion here tonight, Dan. And what an upset that would be! Not the fact that Tyler Breeze beats Ricochet, but who would have thought it would have been. Tyler Breeze, to answer the call.
2: Once upon a time, yeah. James is a cunt. It's the silly. end. Should we pretend we don't like each
1: other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> we pretend this means so.
2: Yeah, yeah. You are, your mum tells me, she's like, look, can you not spank my son so hard in predictions next year because you I've heard spank him me crying. Spank me. I've heard him crying into his pillow every night that you've been ahead. I yeah. said, well, it's been a long year
0: for him, minute. And Tyler Breeze, ever since that kick, has been in control. And he's got Ricochet, been beating him down. Now picks him up into the corner. Ricochet punching Tyler Breeze. He's rocking a little bit on that second rope. Ricochet gets pushed off by, oh my god, Tyler Breeze. He gets kicked in the face for it. Runs into a foot stump and again a beautiful drop kick.
2: Ricochet on point tonight. Do you think they've done right with Ricochet in NXT, Dan? I think they have, yeah. They've uh, they've built him up quite well, you know. They've they've made it so he's not undefeatable. You know, he's not undefeated. He hasn't got a streak, so you know he can concentrate on doing his just in ring brilliance. And again, you know, going against Tyler Breeze, so far I've been very impressed with Tyler Breeze. You know, he's he's a flawless worker.
0: Not that shallow. That ricochet tries six one nine. Breeze then, the German suplex. Ricochet lands on his feet. Put uh, Breeze in the other corner. Hits six one nine. Springboarding in. A lovely springboard uppercut. Ricochet there. Beautiful standing moonsault. Goes for the cover. But Breeze managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, with ricochet, you know, he's not <clears throat> been a main event, is he you know he's, no. he, do you think it should be him against Chumper maybe coming up no or?
2: I don't you know they're building up the right way you know they're doing it the way that they should they're giving him a mid, him have a little run with that have a little run on the mid card and then potentially move up to the main card you know they're not pushing him too hard too fast for everything
0: yeah no I see what you're saying there yeah I agree <clears throat> and Breeze now put in position Ricochet going up looks trying to end this now maybe he went for it but Breeze moved out of the way Ricochet lands at his feet, but now both men trading. Breeze shooting in at Ricochet.
2: Breeze don't hit a super kick, he hits a supermodel kick.
0: Yeah, that's good. Supermodel kick. That's what Breeze is all about. Try not to hit the face. Double clothesline now.
2: I thought it was beauty shot.
0: Goes for the supermodel kick, got blocked by Ricochet.
1: Oh, and double a double cross,
0: cross body. Yes. Love that loves move. It. And there's two guys flying through the air, hit each other, you just see the impact boom.
2: Mama mia,
1: they're both down!
0: Oh my god, now both men exchanging on their knees. And Ricochet looks to have advantage, and then Breeze responds straight away, but Ricochet back to his feet now. And now clubbing blows to the back. Gonna go for the suplex. No, Breeze blocks it, goes for one of his own. Ricochet blocks again. No and one can get without It's
2: like a seesaw <laughs> at the moment. <clears throat> oh Ricochet with a backslide, looking for a back suplex. Breeze lands on his feet. Oh gets caught with a back elbow from Ricochet though.
0: And now second rope springboard but
2: Breeze. Breeze ducks under, hits a supermodel kick. Reverse hurricane runner. Plants Ricochet on his head. One, two, oh, oh.
0: And only getting a two.
2: Two.
0: One of my favourite moves is the reverse arc and run. I think it looks beautiful. Is
2: that your move
0: of the year? I don't know if it's my move of the year. It's just a move I really like.
2: <laughs> i know, not that much.
0: I'm not going to give away too much. Tyler Breeze, Ricochet back to the feet. Ricochet says it's his place now. No longer Breeze's. And Breeze kicks the hand of Ricochet. No, the huge right hands, and I think Ricochet might be a bit punched drunk here.
2: Oh, oh now he manages to land a kick to the face of Prince Pretty.
0: Oh, but Breeze there, lovely st- knee to the face.
2: Step up in Seguri, rocks Ricochet.
0: Goes for another kick, but Ricochet catches him. Oh, Slams him down, one, two, three. Gets his job done for Ricochet. And uh, Brees very valiant. I'm mean, gonna see what he's saying with the, you know, with the finisher involved. I'm sure Ricochet will have him to be used a finisher that it's just not coming off the top sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't <clears throat> you can't kill someone all the time, especially I
2: think he barely went up to the top turn. I think it's just going to show that Ricochet doesn't have to have top turnbuckle moves every yeah. match.
0: Yeah, and this is what it's saying. You know, Ricochet could do other things. That's why he's come to WWE 4. Now you know he wants to become like a kind of total package as it was. You know, not Lex Luger, but as in just like... what A every, decent wrestler. Exactly, <laughs> decent wrestler. And everything you do. So that's impressive, Norvaka title. Will it be an open challenge? Will someone answer the call? That's what NXT's interested about. Great match though. Dan, what are your thoughts about the match?
2: Again, you know, um, I'm going to give my honest opinion on Tyler Breeze, and I think he's brilliant, and I think he could do with staying in NXT for a little while longer. You know, this is... I, as we've mentioned time and time again, this is a place where the most magic happens. And, you know, aside of the recent reports of Raw and SmackDown having the lowest viewers being completely out of pants for the past couple of three weeks now, you know, NXT is definitely the pra- place to be. And, yeah. you know, you can perform a match of this magnitude against, you know, a performer as, as brilliant as yeah. Ricochet, you know, why not? There is a lot more competition in NXT than there is... On the main roster, and
0: I think that's the thing. I think it's NXT this month compared to normal months, or compared to any other bit of the product, is that we haven't seen Champ wrestle, we haven't seen Black wrestle, we haven't seen Gallon. We've only seen three episodes, but we've seen enough. We know where the stories are going. We know we've got a cage mount match on the next W and You know, heading into the NXT Takeover Phoenix, we know you know Ricochet had a great match here. We know about Heavy Machinery and what they want to do. We've seen Birch and Law can be great. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, we've also, you know, we've seen that bro-head. Yeah, yeah, Matt uh, Riddle. Punishment Martinez. Punishment, oh, yeah. We saw the Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan. So, you know, we're not getting exactly the same matches every week, yeah. you know. We're getting something different all the time. And, you know, other than going up, they're going to try and build Keith Lee as the next big guy. I, I don't know if he can kind of hold that mantle. I'm yet to bask in his glory. Yeah, um, But, you know, they keep us... With something new, you know, we're not seeing the same wrestler week in, week out, but we see bits of them. You know, we see a brilliant promo, we see a selfie shot promo in the back. So, you know, it's not samey.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and that's what's great about the NXT product. That's why NXT wins most months anyway. I really look forward to see what happens in the new year. But that is it for today. Don't forget our next episode, wnr one nine five. It's W T L C should be an absolutely great event as it always is. Of course, predictions on the line, and then very soon afterwards we're going to have the Christmas special, and then of course the week after that, or a few days after that, the New Year special as well. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter at WWE Review or
2: at Vince mcdan WWE.
0: I'm at Jones Score Rollins across all the Google platforms. Net Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at wnopodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook.
2: Yes, Facebook. And come and find our page and give us a like with a WW Network Review podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Net Review Podcast, where we've got clips on there. Podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. to do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on Speaker Radio. We've got a live show coming January 12th for NXT Takeover Blackpool, which is going to be great. And Stitcher Radio and iTunes We can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. I have been James and As always, always joined by. Dan White. Right. Thanks for listening, And bye. Bye.